Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 298, recorded on September 24th, 2020. On tonight's episode, nostalgic guest host Jacob Rush joins the show. Bethesda, acquired by Microsoft, rocks the gaming world. How have we been digging Super Mario Bros. 3D All-Stars? And we present our personal top 10 3DS games. Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here, and you're listening to Nintendo Dads. It's episode 298, as you've already heard. It is September the 24th, and no, you're not hallucinating if you're watching this on, on YouTube. We're an hour early. The whole world is getting a new normal, and so are we. This is our brand new start time, so that the most of us don't act like zombies or cranky old men the next day after recording all this Nintendo goodness for you. Seriously, last Friday was bad. Uh, but joining me tonight on the show, man, three of the best people that I know, and I'm saying that because Justin's not here. Uh, Tim <laughs> Off, away from Minnesota. How you doing, buddy? Uh, it's, it's, you know, cold and crappy here in Minnesota, you know, and I always have to deal with my mega dad's neighbors all the time, you know, so, and man, they're loud. They just, they don't care about anything and they're so noisy. Playing rock band all the time. All the time. Just, and that guy, what's his name? Adam just can't sing worth it. Well, you know, I can't say bad words on this show. Like they can on theirs, but, you know. Shirtless rock band. No. <laughs> Shirtless rock band. Yes, which, by I the know. way, will get you banned. Who gets you banned from Twitch? Did you know that? Banned, banned by Mixer, at least. <laughs> they do. No, not Twitch. They it do. was Mix, whatever that thing was. Microsoft Mixer. Mixer. Oh, that, thing, that thing that doesn't exist anymore? Yes. Right. Okay. Because of them. Uh, also, the Mega Dads made it. Yeah, it yeah they shut it down. <laughs> Speaking of shutting it down, Jesse Waldack, how you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. It's, uh haven't had as much gaming as this week as I did last week, but... Uh, We'll see how we'll see how things go. This goes now. Yeah. Also joining us on the show tonight from the Nintendo Nostalgia Podcast, good friend of the show, Jacob Rush. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm so glad to be here. I'm doing well. Thanks, guys. We are so excited that you got to be here with us, even with our brand new uh, earlier start time, Jacob. It's easier. Uh, it's easier for me. Yeah, it's it, it's easier. I think it's going to be easier in a lot of ways. But Jacob, uh, we were you know we were going to start here just a few minutes earlier than we did. But Jacob's like, I, I got to take care of kids. Sorry, <laughs> and I was like, man, look at our name, Nintendo yeah. Dads. We get it, right? Well, yeah. there was yeah, a reason got- why we had our previous start time is because back then most of us had kids young enough that needed to be put to bed, just like Jacob did. That's um, right. Yeah. yeah. But now none of us do our kids are older in yeah various yeah. degrees of older and so we figured now's a good time to start recording earlier <laughs> very various nice degrees of older i like or wise. You know, i like it. Well, hey marty real quick i have to say this that for me this is the first time i get to be a co-host and jacob gets to be the guest because i've been on their show twice right yes. so this is this yeah. feels awesome for me <laughs> Right. Yeah, and it's, look, I enjoy my trips over to the nostalgia side as well. 
and yes. uh, have been over there and taught Mega Man 2 and some other games, <laughs> Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. Uh, I think you still have the longest show, right? Running show uh, length. I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's the, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Marty they, broke their show. At one, at one point, they were like, they, they were messaging me and they were like, Marty, you have got to shut up. Stop talking. Stop talking. We can't get on with the show. Oh, my God. Shut up. Uh, but yeah. It's kind of like every episode of Nintendo Dads. By the end, people are like, oh, my gosh. Marty and Justin, please stop arguing. Uh, I, Looks I like think there was the kid will run there, but we can get yeah, going. <laughs> hey, that's fine. We'll keep moving. Jacob will be back here in just a minute. But, guys, we got a bunch to talk about tonight, even though it's been kind of a slow Nintendo week. There are some things that are going on outside of the sphere of the world of Nintendo that uh, could have some repercussions for our favorite company. And we're going to talk about those and everything else, Nintendo. So let's dive into the news. And our news, of course, is brought to us by you fine folks over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads, Tim, how much does it cost to become part of the greatest Nintendo community on the face of the planet? Uh, actually, now it's free. Actually, if you think about it, because they can get to the the just the show channels in Discord. But but that's true. If you want to get into more areas in Discord, all you have to do is start with a dollar. Start with a dollar. I went to Starbucks tonight, by the way. Taking my daughter to dance class. Do you know how much I spent for two coffees at Starbucks? More than a dollar. $10.94. Because I go in and I ask, what is the biggest coffee that you can pour me? And they look at me and they say, sir, you don't need that. And I say, shut up and take my money. Uh, no, I got two, I got two Vinny Cafe Mochas. Uh, and so um, $10.94. You yep. that's 10 that's that's 11 trips to Patreon. That's $11 <laughs> patrons. That's got your right? year covered so, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, that's like a covered. whole year so you skip one trip to Starbucks with me and my wife and skip, skip uh, you get your trip. almost your whole year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> almost your whole year covered. But it, but then you go up to the $5 now Tim, if you go up to the $5 level, what what's the benefit of the $5 level? That one gets a little bit more exclusive in some of the categories we have in Discord where we talk about food, for one. You know, that's been a popular channel lately. It's talking about what we like to eat and share and pictures of that. Yes. The, the Snack yes. Dads channel. Snack Dads. You can head over yes. there and see the pictures from my free fair that the kids threw this weekend at our house where my father-in-law made homemade corn dogs and fried Oreos. Yes. Those, those pictures were awesome. But let me go back to the dollar level, though, too. At least with the dollar level, not only do you get, you know, you get in, you can get into the AC Plaza stuff, which is a lot of Let's Plays where we, you know, play mm -hmm. the games together. Uh, but also it gets you into participate in the monthly mayhem that we do every month. So That's we don't right. want to forget about that, uh, which reminds me of something else. But uh, it, we, we also have. All kinds of things that go on, starting with the dollar, then the five dollar level, then the ten dollar level, and then the thirty dollar level. So all kinds That's of levels right. that give you all right. kinds of different and things. Hey, we're gonna go ahead and announce this right here at the beginning of the show, but we're also gonna announce it at the end. So Tim, don't let me forget. 
Uh, we are giving away a copy of Super Mario 3D All-Stars, a physical copy, not a digital copy. One of these days, these, these are not going to be produced anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are limited time. And so we are going to be giving away a copy of Super Mario 3D All-Stars at the end of this month. You can find details on how to win that copy of Super Mario 3D All-Stars by heading over to our Twitter or our Facebook, and there are details there about how to enter that contest. And I'm telling you this because Justin told me I have to talk about it. (laughs) He said, said, if you don't talk about it, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) And you just got rehired, Uh, too, so, you know. Yeah, okay, yeah, I mean... (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, that's, uh, that's Patreon and that's, uh, our contest for the month. Go on over there and check that out. It's going to be great. Uh, if you win that copy of Super Mario 3D All Stars. Guys, let's talk about some news. Uh, the biggest news of this week, I believe, is not a Nintendo news item, but I do believe it affects Nintendo players and users and Nintendo as a company. Earlier mm-hmm. this week, it was announced that Bethesda, uh, who currently produces games like Elder Scrolls and Doom and Fallout and lots of other games that people really, really enjoy, was acquired by Microsoft, meaning they uh, Microsoft is now uh, the owner of Bethesda. They are one of a large stable of studios that Microsoft now owns, including Rare, Double Fine, uh, no, and it, several others. It isn't official yet, right? They, I thought it won't be until next year, but they're, but the talks are that both sides are well, wanting this. It's yeah, it's official enough that Microsoft actually announced it via their own channels. Okay, I believe. Uh, so the the acquisition of Bethesda is a, uh, is costing Microsoft seven point five billion dollars. $7.5 billion, making it the biggest acquisition in video game history. Gentlemen, my question to you is this. Well, actually, we before, have had- before that, I wanted to kind of the small correction. The Bethesda's parent company, Zenimax, is the acquisition. So I'm not sure what they own in addition to Bethesda, if anything. But right. so that that's... That's what's getting. Yeah, they're buying. Yeah, purchased. so they're buying Zenimax, and that's a good good catch there because we would get um actually on that. But uh, <laughs> it, I, I feel like Bethesda is the biggest news part of this. Yeah. Uh, my question to you guys is this: is uh, with with a lot of Bethesda games have made their way to the Switch. We've got Doom. We've had Skyrim. Uh, we've had um, Doom Eternal, which. Um, they say this week news broke that uh, developers say it is quote very close for Nintendo Switch. Uh, how does this affect Nintendo, uh, Jacob? I'm gonna throw it to you first. You're uh, you're uh, the guest of the show, so we always go to you. Um, I know Microsoft and Nintendo have had a, a pretty good relationship up to yeah. now. Do you see this affecting how games come to the Switch from Bethesda? Um, I mean, I think it's hard to say. I mean, I think for the near future, I think things will stay the same as they've been. Um, and, you know, as a whole, I'm not necessarily concerned about Bethesda games coming to Switch. Like, I think if there's a market there, they, they'll, they'll bring it. They seem to only really care about making money. Um, 
which is fine. Like it's like when the next Doom comes out, it sells really well. And if I'm sure they'll consider future games, as long as they can keep up with the Switch hardware and it's not hard to do, um, too hard, you know. I so yeah. Um, but it's not the initial things that I'm necessarily worried about. It's what does the five years from now, what does this deal look like? How has it changed the atmosphere and, and the landscape um, in general? And I, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into that right now, but um, for the near future, I think things will remain the same and I'm not too concerned about that. Yeah. Tim, Jesse, what about you? What, what are your guys thoughts on this? I, I think for the near term is uh everything's normal uh long term i think it might be similar to their acquisition of double fine so anything that they've previously announced for other systems will still happen like psychonauts 2 for playstation 4 etc um but you know in the future it could be xbox exclusive maybe pc and then Mm. maybe switch if we get uh another deal like the ori games or Cuphead, which is also now on PS4. So, again, they're, they're exclusive on their own platforms seem to be just a timed exclusive still, and they're okay with selling their games on other systems. So, again, we won't know what this looks like until we see what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, for me, it's, again, just like these guys, it's probably more in the future is what I was thinking of. Uh, than more of the uh, present because Microsoft's uh, history of doing this when they do acquire something has been keeping everything the same, what they were already planning, keep letting them do their plans. But what's that? How's that going to affect them? You know, a couple of years down the line when they're trying to promote, this is where you play this game. But the other thing that I also was thinking of, this could also be what pushes their X cloud to get to other places possibly, you know, so everybody, Microsoft had some niche games, I think with the other acquisitions they had that not a lot of people may have thought X cloud should be on the switch except for, you know, halo or something like that. But now that they got Bethesda, then, okay, maybe we should get X cloud because there are some games there. We do want on our system thinking Nintendo and their switch. So that's where I my head was going with that is that possibility of something to sell xCloud to other platforms. Yeah, one of the things that I saw from a friend of mine uh, immediately when this broke was he said, it just occurred to me that now Bethesda, every Bethesda game is a Game Pass game. <laughs> He's like, all of these games now, you know, I can get through Game Pass probably. Yeah. Uh, but let, let us let, let's talk about the future. Let, let's go over there and talk about that for just a second, because you brought it up, Jacob. About what does this mean, like five years down the road? So, let, I mean, like a hypothetical situation here, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Doom Eternal came out and people loved it, right? I mean, it's gone. It, it was a huge seller when it first came out, generated a bunch of buzz. Pretty much guaranteed the fact that there will be another Doom coming down the line eventually, right? Yeah. yeah. Doom, Doom Eternal, and whatever's next. Right. Is it out of the line to say, or is it out of the way to say that, you know, going down the line now, uh, four or five years from now, when this new Doom comes out, Microsoft says, oh, hey, 
this is a timed exclusive for Xbox Series X mm-hmm. for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas before Doom, which is actually a pretty huge franchise, was day day and date on all systems, PC, everything. But now mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, that's that we own that. <laughs> Well, well, from a Switch like, perspective, there's no see? difference to what we had at the last two. Well, two that's rounds. true. I mean, for us, there's no. But, but I mean, what, what are, like, what do you see happening down the road? A little bit. I mean, with Phil Spencer in charge at Xbox, I think things will. I trust him. I feel like he cares more about the industry as a whole. Um, I'm, I'm concerned. What does I'm concerned about? Like, what does Sony do to respond? Um, what does Nintendo have to do? And you know, like, I I tend to do this with crap. I think the worst possible outcome. So I'm sure it may not happen. But I okay. So Sony and Microsoft like to you know go head to head. You know, and and play this powerhouse control. Who's the best type of game? And Nintendo, we all know, backed out and. Didn't back out, but they they changed the way they played the game, and uh, it works for them. But what's to say Sony doesn't go out and buy someone next? I mean, there's only a handful of, I mean, like third party developers, and that's kind of my fear. I'm thinking like, does Nintendo need to go buy a third party developer now to just to say like, okay, well we got these guys in our back pocket, we have we're, we're okay, combine them with our own IP, we're, we'll be good. I could eas- it could easily become that because Bethesda or Microsoft said they do want to acquire some more people, more companies. And it's just, I don't like it. I don't like the, that approach. Uh, I'm not, it, it's turning into a monopoly. If It's not there quite yet, but it easily could if they uh, keep buying. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. This is looking like the, uh, the, the telephone companies in the 80s. Yes. Well, Here's the thing, um, nostalgia wise, and I know you, J- Jacob, you know the nostalgia. All right. So, yeah, here's the yeah. thing. It's, like, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at it kind of square up as uh, when I was a kid in the, in the early 90s, I had a Super Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also needed a Sega Genesis. Okay. And the reason for that was, and, and, and here's the thing. Like, in my mind, what justified it is not just first-party games, but there were games from big-name publishers like Konami and Capcom and, you know, other third parties like that that only came out on Super Nintendo or only right. came out on Sega Genesis. Yeah. Uh, and And I think... We have a whole generation of gamers that started around the 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 uh, end of the first gen Xbox Xbox. So you know, there to Xbox 360 to PlayStation 3, who they don't know what it was like to be the kid who only had the Super Nintendo and they wanted to play blank and they couldn't do it because mm-hmm. it that's on Sega or the well, same game was- that. Released on two different systems, and they were completely different games. Yeah, completely that's true. Different. Aladdin, right? Yep, Aladdin yep. and Lion King. To an Those extent. are the two I had in my um, head. So, in a way, I don't think this is like anything that's apocalyptic for the video game industry. Like, I don't think it's going to ruin anything. 
But I wonder is, are we seeing a back, like a, a back turn, if that's even a word, to what it used to be? Because, you know, like when I was, when I was a kid, if I want to play Super Castlevania 4, well, that's only on Super Nintendo. Yeah. Right? You weren't going to get two different versions like, or two versions of that, and they're going to be the same. And, right. you know, you get them on your on your console of choice. Yeah, yeah the, the other one was uh, Rondo of Blood. <laughs> yeah, the other one was Rondo of Blood, and it sucked. Uh, so, and I know some people, like, I've just, I've really, yeah, stepped in it there with some people. But, hey, anyway, y- y'all get what I'm saying, right? There was, yeah. There was this console exclusivity, and you just had to make a choice. Uh, but we've kind of been spoiled over the last couple of generations of yeah. big games. Like well, a lot of really big games came to both. And, you know, at least not as much 360 PS3 era, but the Xbox One PS4 era, the architecture yeah. of the two systems are damn near identical. So yeah. it's easy to port between back and forth. Yeah. And that's where we Very got true. those exclusive parts too, where it was like... Um, COD had exclu- exclusive maps or whatever for the Sony PlayStation and Xbox didn't have them um, or s- stuff like that where it was or it was like you get to play it first on the PlayStation and then for a couple weeks or whatever and then you got to play it on Xbox or a year or whatever. So it was different ways yeah. that they made it exclusive. So but now it's it's going to be a, definitely in the future. It sounds like it's going to be that a different landscape where because they own them, they have more control. And can say, right. yes, it will be ours for six months to a year first, yeah. and then it'll come to the other system. If it makes sense to let it go to the other system, because then they get more money and it'll be more money in their pocket. But And, and in a way, it could be like a, a golden age of cooperation. Like we've already seen yeah. Nintendo and Microsoft kind of cooperate and bring Ori and Cuphead. <laughs> and, you know, I mean... That you're, you can get Xbox achievements on Minecraft on, right. on, on the Nintendo Switch. You yeah. can sign in with your Microsoft account. Tell, tell 13 year old Marty that who is ch- juggling between Mortal Kombat 2 on the Super Nintendo or, <clears throat> or Genesis. Yeah. Tell me, hey, one of these <laughs> days you're going to sign into a, a video game system made by Nintendo with a game made by Microsoft. Right. And get Microsoft. You know, like, well, I don't know about yeah. you, but for me as a kid, if I would have heard that, I'd have been like, what? I could play Flight Simulator on there? Or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. Yes. Yes. Mine's Maybe Edge, Age of Empires, I would have been excited about at that time. But yeah. You know, well, right. the funny thing is, with so, yeah, the Flight Simulator is a new game that was released this year. Now, yes. It's like and 150 I can get gigs. Age of Empires now on Game Pass. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so while, while we were talking, I, I looked up. What exactly Microsoft owns? And I know some people know this way better than I do, but I I had to look this up. And y'all, it's pretty dang impressive. Uh, With the ZeniMax media acquisition, they are getting id Software, Machine Games, who makes Wolfenstein, Roundhouse Studios, which is Rune 2, Tango DreamWorks, who did uh, The Evil Within and Ghostwire Tokyo, Alpha Dog Games, Arcane Studios, Arcane Studios Austin, as well as Bethesda Studios and then the Austin, Dallas, and Montreal Bethesda Studios, Bethesda Softworks, and Zenimax Online Studios, which is responsible for development of Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76. This is, this is in addition 
to already owning 343 Industries, Compulsions Games, Double Fine Productions, NXL Entertainment, Mojang Studios, Ninja Theory, uh, Obsidian Games, Playground Games, Rare, The Coalition, Turn 10 Studios, Undead Labs, and World's Edge. That's pretty awesome. So, Marty, here's uh, here's another thought that goes through my head, too, with all these acquisitions, yeah. obviously, that Microsoft's going through. The, the scary part, like Jacob said, was like, you know, you think of the bad stuff, too, um, is is because of all these acquisitions and we're scared of what Sony could do, you know, and is it going to be positive for the gamers? All this acquisitions that they're doing, we're... I know the rumor was a while ago that Microsoft was looking at Sega, possibly, if that's going to happen, whether that be Microsoft or Sony. Uh, but it all comes back to Nintendo, right? What are they going to do? Whether it's are, is Nintendo going to purchase something or my scary scenario is Nintendo gets purchased. Now, we think and we we have this idea that, no, that's not possible. But if you look back at all these other acquisitions and the things that are going on right now, we've said that before. No, that's not possible, right? Right now, it seems like anything is possible. And I'm not saying that Sony or Microsoft could be purchasing it. It could be somebody else that wants to get into the game or is trying to get into the game. Could it be Google? Could it be Amazon? You know, again, Nintendo is very Nintendo and was, but at the same time, we don't know the mentality of this new president or any other president that comes in the off into in the position at the time. Would would Nintendo get bought out in this all this buying up wars where we get all these acquisitions happening, or does Nintendo move to a space where Nintendo starts ac- acquisitioning these things and in order to compete? Like people are saying, they want someone to buy Sega, whether it's Sony or Nintendo. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think at this point Nintendo should buy Sega. I guess I, I really I think that that's a smart acquisition for them. It gives Do you know them, what that means uh, if that happens. We can get Persona on a Switch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Well, no, yes. that's what I'm saying. Is like if they buy Sega, look at all the because, IP that because they Atlas because Atlas is owned by Sega. Right. Yeah. That, I, mean, I don't think. I don't think Nintendo would get bought out by anybody. That's like my biggest fear. I, I think Nintendo but, has too much cash to for anyone to afford. That's why to it would have them. to be somebody big. And I, I know I, I said states, um, Google. We're and worth eighty-five Amazon, billion dollars. <laughs> but I forgot about Apple. And there's that rumor back in the day where it used to be Apple was think, trying to act, acquire Nintendo. So, I mean, they're worth eight. We just talked about this on our show last night. And it kind of put my heart at ease. Like I guess their net worth is like eighty-five billion dollars, and Bethesda was seven point five billion, and that was like massive. Like I mean, that was hard for them to pull that deal off. I don't think I don't think Microsoft could afford to pull out eighty-five billion dollars right. on 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 Nintendo. So I'm not scared. If Nintendo ever did get bought out, um, honestly, I might be so ticked and quit gaming just because <laughs> right i i love nintendo <laughs> through I'm and out. through I, I i probably would and it would be very bad because nintendo they're the innovators they're the ones who keep changing the, like they have changed the industry they saved the industry they're the ones who always make the 
next crazy controller, the next type of system. I mean, look at Sony. They copy Nintendo every generation. They take whatever they have done and they try to throw it into their own mix. So if Nintendo got bought out and they couldn't be who they've always been, then I think the gaming world eventually would get very stale and stop growing and stop stop changing. I agree with you. I wouldn't want it to happen either. So it's just, uh, just again, that scary side of things, right? Is Yeah. And because we've said it before, oh, that can't happen. There can't be a Mario and a Sonic in the same game. We, you know, <laughs> mm. you know, there's all these yeah. things that will never happen, and and they've happened. So, just hopefully, it doesn't happen in our lifetime, right? I would love to see Nintendo <laughs> buy up a, a quality third party, like a Western developer, like because I think that's where Nintendo struggles the most is how to really connect with Western audiences. Um, my the first one that comes to my mind is Ubisoft. They've worked really well with them lately with Mario and Rabbids on the Star Fox collaboration. I, I, you know, I doubt it will happen, but if I had to pick somebody for them to acquire, I would say Ubisoft. I think they would work really well together. It's just that that we don't know this new president well enough. I think too to know what he's doing. Right. I don't think he's going to sell because, like somebody pointed out, that uh, some uh, Santiago said doesn't Nintendo own majority of their own stock. Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I have a feeling like the original founding family has had, yeah. has, has had the CEO slot for generations un, until yeah. Iwata. Right. Uh, yeah. Probably does, if not a majority stake, really close. So yeah, yeah it would be very hard to, to someone to buy it out, but it would. Well, be- and to the point that you guys are making, that. I think that Nintendo is, at least from the Microsoft standpoint, I think Microsoft respects Nintendo. I think Phil Spencer yeah. and the yep. guys at Microsoft, they have an immense amount of respect and, uh, you know, kind of reverence for Nintendo and what they've done for the gaming industry and what they've been. Uh, I can't see, like, a purchase coming that way. On the other hand, I think that Sony is going to do everything they can to undermine and and not cooperate with Nintendo. That's We're how they do sitting. it. There, we've, we've already seen their level of non-cooperation and like, no, we're not going to do cross-play with you guys. Yeah, yeah Fortnite launched. Home. Yeah, so I think that uh, you know we have to we have to kind of look at it and say, um, what worries me, Jacob, and just kind of coming back to this is that what happens when all of the what happens when all the studios are acquired? Yeah, and they're locked down to Sony and Microsoft. Exactly. You know, because Nintendo is probably not going to play that ball game. No. So what happens when all of the third parties are owned by you have a monopoly, basically? Yeah. I mean, you have, you have a, a, a force monopoly um, where now Nintendo's kind of like on the doorstep knocking and saying, hey, please, may we have one of your games? The relationship with Microsoft is way better than their relationship with Sony. Yeah. That's what scares me is which studio does Sony buy? Because to me, if I'm and it's this is me looking from the outside in, okay? Uh, which one studio that comes to mind that has had an extremely fantastic history with Sony is Capcom. Mm. And if Sony bought Capcom and locked those IPs down to PlayStation, wow, that's that's catastrophic. There goes That's your like Mega Man no 12. Mega Man, 
There goes Mega Man. There goes Street Fighter on any other system, which, I mean, Street Fighter Five was that not a PlayStation 4 exclusive already? I think, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they've, they've had a history. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter's locked down from any other system. You think it's you got to think about Japan, like, because Sony and Nintendo, what they care of, number one, for the rest of us is Japan. Who rules Japan? And right now, Nintendo rules Japan. And with their portable stuff, like Monster Hunter to the two that are coming, it's huge for Nintendo. So it would hurt them yeah, so like, bad if they could when not. They, especially when the franchise moved to 3DS out of PSP. Yeah. That, that Monster, hurts so Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter Rise is going to do ridiculous numbers in Japan. Oh, my gosh. Nintendo Switch. It's going to be ridiculous. But guys, I'm so excited look, for that. It's yeah, it's it's really. I mean, like I, I'm actually excited for the game. I, I think I'm going to pick it up when it finally does uh, come out. I don't know. I'm not. Picking and I'm so angry I couldn't games. get the special edition either. All right. <laughs> I mean, so you know, kind of overall to wrap up that that topic. Like ultimately, like right now, there's nothing to worry about. It's it's just yeah. the future. And as long as Phil Spencer's in charge of Xbox. I think he cares about the health of the industry of the game. I think he'd be more than willing to share if they want their Game Pass everywhere. I actually still think that Game Pass will be on Switch one day and because um, he wants that. Like they even said they, they try to get it on PlayStation, you know? So I think it, I think that within five years or less, we're looking at Game Pass on other systems. Yeah. And no more Xbox hardware, probably. That's what I've heard. Next generation, next console generation. Yeah. Probably. After this one. Be streaming. Be streaming. Well, let's talk about some other news. Uh, the Nintendo Switch is now available in Brazil Yay. for two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine Brazilian real. What in the That's world? That's a fun word. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> real, but it's pronounced how. So what is that? What does that look like in America? It, American money. Well, it converts to about Jacob. That's a great question. It means if you were over there and you were buying it, you'd need about five hundred and forty U.S. dollars. Oh my gosh, those poor people. Which is <laughs> a lot, still better than what the Wii U cost them when we launched. It was more like an eight hundred dollar huh. machine. Oh my gosh! Due to their uh, yeah. the taxes. Communism on bad, imports. Guys. Uh, yeah. uh, but anyway, that's <laughs> over there. Now, here's the thing. Um, the Switch has been available in Brazil for a while. You just couldn't get it officially. You, you just had to, you you had to go across the border and buy it. Or you could yeah. find it in a shop there and, you know, oh, you know. <laughs> right. But, probably still cost more than 540. A, you know, it's officially there. Yeah, probably did. It probably was closer to double that. But that's now available, and uh, for folks here in Brazil, go buy a Switch. They're they're great. I've heard I've heard they're good. All, um, all two of our listeners in Brazil. It. Go buy a Switch it, and then uh, join us in in Discord, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and then you can pick um, also, on uh, Marty's it, pronunciation of Hayo uh, and mine. Ow. Sounds like I'm going to do karate. <laughs> There's no way to get out of that. Uh, all right, so. Uh, <laughs> Also announced this week, the Game Awards will uh, be a digital event with no live audience, which means uh, no change from previous years. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, burn. Back to what uh, it no, used to actually, be, too. <laughs> it'll actually be uh, streamed from three locations around the world. 
Uh, it's going to be Thursday, December 10th from 7 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. So, no, we won't talk about it on the show that week because we're going to start at 9. CST. Uh, it's 10. God's time. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. God's time. There, yeah. so. so we would only have to watch we'll two and a half hours of the yeah, show. We'll t- I mean, really, all the, the important Nintendo announcements get made about an hour into the show. Yeah. So we'll... We'll probably we'll talk about it. it. Except for the Joker announcement. That happened right oh, when we yeah. were show prepping that year. <laughs> Jesse, I, was, I said important announcements. Oh! Uh, <laughs> Good one. Oh, Jacob, you, you laugh, but uh, don't, don't sucks. So, um, oh, yeah, I have, gosh. I ordered two yeah. Amigos I've been, I've been, that sorry, are coming I've next week. I've been waiting to say that. I've been waiting. Yes. No. <laughs> I even said before you got here, I was like, man, I hope he's, he's not late. I hope he gets to be on because I need to tell him how bad Donkey Kong sucks. Uh, <laughs> oh, and they were like, what about Diddy Kong? What about Diddy Kong? I was like, well, he sucks too. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Mario just doesn't like Actually, good things. Full disclosure, Jacob, playing Donkey Kong Country 2 today. So, Oh, nice. Speaking of, it's out right now on the Nintendo Switch. You can right. play... Uh, you might want to record this. We are recording it, but you might want to mark it. You may never hear me say this again. The greatest Donkey Kong Country game of all time. Yes. You can now play on the Super Nintendo online app. If you are a Nintendo Switch member, you can also play one of the most god-awful brawler games of all time, the Peacekeepers. <laughs> it's worth your time to go play this just to see how bad it is. I played <laughs> two levels of it. It doesn't even have background music, guys. Oh my gosh! Like it doesn't why even it, have music. Why is that and even the, the whole the whole first level was just the sound of like an engine idling. Wow! <laughs> it's really it's awful. It's I awful. Play that and then now. like this, <laughs> the the second stage that you get to is you. This bomb goes off at the end of the first stage because they're actually trying to have an ongoing story through the whole thing, and it causes a. A, a, a tidal wave of toxic sludge to be released, and people on that you're fighting start mutating into frogs in front of you. Oh my gosh! I need some of whatever the developers were having when they came up with that game. It's wow, it's so bad. It's so bad. Also available, Jesse uh, has a video up on our YouTube channel of him playing Mario Super Picross, which is a sequel to Mario's Picross that launched on the uh, Game Boy back in the day. This game's weird. It, yes, it, it's and it's in Japanese, so mm. you need to like have like Google Translate on your phone so you can hold it up and look at the screen. Uh, I played like the first um, twelve or sixteen puzzles, and then when you finish that, for some reason Wario shows up, and he's like, <laughs> and "Yeah, yeah, he, he can't he tell un- what he's saying because it's he, in Japanese." He unlocks Wario Super Picross, and as you, if you know, I don't know if you noticed, but as you switch between the, the two versions, the, the character representing Ma and will be swapped out with Wa. Wow! And, yeah, and, and then when you go back to so, Mario, wah. that that goes away. So, so, do, do, so do, do you know what you were? Puzzle, the first eight puzzles were. It was Japanese characters. That spell Mario's Picross. Oh, well, the, the first three that, is Mario. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing: in Wario's Picross, 
I'm feeling like like Mario's chiseling blocks. Mario's Picross, I feel like he's putting down blocks. Like he's just doing the opposite of whatever Mario's doing. Right? Or are they just harder? They're just, well, the puzzles are a little more difficult. I did one puzzle of level four and used to compare. The main difference is on Mario's side, 30-minute time limit. You have the option for hints. And if you make a mistake, you it'll auto-correct and will give you a time penalty. The Wario side, no time limit. The timer counts up. And uh, no hints and no assists, which is actually how I prefer to play the, okay. play the game. I don't like nice. the auto assist, and I don't think you can shut it off. I have always uh, thought you were Wario in disguise, and this confirms it. Wow. <laughs> also, uh, the Nintendo Inter- uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System app also updated with a brand new game called Scat, uh, which is all- the worst name acronym ever for a video game. Uh, and I don't know anything about it. I've not tried that. I don't remember it. You know what I've noticed about the Super Nintendo and Nintendo Online is there's a lot of Jalico games uh, that that end up on there, and that's a company that I forgot about back from the, the 80s and early 90s. Uh, is the reason for that? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not sure, but you can go download those updates now, and those games are available. Speaking of games. Uh, Kirby Fighters 2 went live Wednesday evening after it was leaked earlier this week. Uh, leaked by Nintendo. Side, actually, I, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning on the side of this that this wasn't an accident. This was intentional. Hmm. I think this game was coming out this week and they were just like, yeah, people aren't going to be that hyped for this. Let's leak it. So yeah. it'll be, it'll give us a little bit of free advertisement. Cause I mean, really? Nobody's lining up outside of GameStop to get Kirby Fighters 2. No. Right? Itch. Yeah, right. We'll talk, we'll talk about the game a little bit later on in the show, but it's available right now. It's 20 bucks. Uh they they leaked it or it got leaked and then it went live Wednesday evening with very with no fanfare, which is how Nintendo is doing everything right now. Uh <laughs> Rocket League also went free to play this week. So you can go and download Rocket League if you've never played Rocket League. Um it's soccer with cars. Car soccer. Rocket League sounds way better a title for a game than than soccer cars. <laughs> you know, I know why they called it Rocket League now. Tim, you play Rocket League, right? No. Sir. no. He's nope. like, she's he's like, nope. nope. Uh, I will tell you, there's one of one of the members of our community and Nintendo listens to the show, uh, Fartsy on uh on Twitter. He and I talk back and forth. He's a he's a Rocket League pro. Like he is. Yeah, I've seen his I, videos. I, I need to, it's crazy. Yeah, like I need to hear how he feels about this uh, free to play. I mean, it's good. It's probably going to introduce a lot more players to the game. But I'm wondering how that changes up the game dynamic because all of a sudden you've got <laughs> you got five year old kid playing Rocket League like wee, you know, just driving <laughs> around, uh, doing whatever. Uh, also. Um, Jump Rope Challenge is being delisted from the eShop. Mm. Like next week, next Tuesday, it's gone. Or, or next Wednesday. Why? Why are they doing this? I, I, I don't know. They're making room for that uh, pay-to-play Jump Rope game? I don't know. You know, I heard Pear Schneider uh, talk on IGN a couple weeks back that he thinks they're really trying to like do what they used to do. Remember they had like, that satellite 
thing they did like back in the Super Nintendo days. Sotelaview. Sotel- yeah. yeah Sotelaview, yeah. He said that those with back then they were they would do special events and it was like a one time thing. You had to tune in in order yeah. to experience it. But that wasn't I think they're trying to capture this. That wasn't because Nintendo wanted it that way. That was just how technology worked back then. They literally sure. You know, the, the satellite, you had, you had to tune into a satellite channel, which beamed the program that lets you play it on your Super Nintendo. Right. And when they it stopped beaming it, you couldn't play it anymore. I think that they, I think they tried to entice, I think this is to entice people. This is their, one of their online things. Hey, hey, you want a membership to our online stuff? We have these fun events that you can only get. You do this instead of like. But they wanted to. They want people to come back. They want people to come to this thing and be enticed and do this fun, unique thing. So they're not going to sell it retail because they don't want you to have it all the time and and be bored. Because I'm sure they'll probably bring it back one day. Um, like, hey, remember that jump rope thing that you loved so much? Well, it's back. The one that I never downloaded have and it. won't. <laughs> right, right. I download, Same. I downloaded it and never launched it, and then deleted. I didn't even uh, know it was a thing, honestly, until everyone started talking about it going away. I was like. So what is it? Now it's coming uh, out in HD. I don't know if it was ever confirmed, but like <laughs> 4K the, the, jump rope. The, the story jump rope challenge deluxe edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I don't know if this is ever concer- con- confirmed, but like the the theory is, you know, Nintendo employees working from home just decided to do their own little side projects and hmm. some someone made this and brought it to a meeting and they say green light, clean it up and we'll release it for free. Interesting. Because <laughs> yeah. how I else can totally you explain this game? Happen. It's a pandemic game, literally. Oh, yeah. It's like, this is, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, now, if they make Donut Lift Challenge, I'm all about <laughs> like, You point the Joy-Con at yourself with the IR sensor and it senses you raising the donut to your mouth. I'm in. You have to put, you have to put the it. other Joy-Con, you have to put the donut hole and you have to hold it up like with your Joy-Con yeah. and eat it that way. Yeah, the, Can- Keep- the Canadian version has to be f- localized to Timbits challenge. Oh my gosh! <laughs> You're welcome, challenge. Justin. Oh man, uh, let's talk about something else that interesting that happened today. Amazon revealed new products today, like the Amazon or the Echo Dot and some new Echo stuff. But they also revealed Amazon Luna, which is going to be their own streaming service for gaming. Uh, No timetable right now for launch, though you can go over to Amazon.com and request early access. Uh, Luna will be $5.99 a month. I think that's Uh, like the early access price. It'll probably be in official. It'll probably be a a pricier subscription yeah what's what's interesting about this on the website is luna plus is 5.99 early access pricing but then there's an ubisoft plan why would you want that logo the logo at the top literally says ubisoft i don't know if that's a typo or it's meant to be luna something else uh but here's what you get for 5.99 unlimited hours of play growing library games up to 1080p, 60 frames per second, 4K coming soon. Stream on two devices at a time. Or play on PC, Mac, Fire TV, and web apps for iPhone and iPad. 
Um, they also announced a $50 controller that looks a heck of a lot like a Nintendo Switch Pro controller. It literally looks like somebody said, make some of that purple. <laughs> and they said, yay, we can do that. If you go look at, seriously, you need to go check out check out the, the picture of the controller. Uh, besides a big purple home button, you know, purple ringed home button in the middle, that's a Nintendo Switch Pro controller. Uh, no games officially announced, uh, except for the image on the website, which shows off games like Rhyme, Sonic Mania, Ukulele, and the Impossible Layer, Control, Metro Redux, SteamWorld Dig 2, Two Point Hospital, Grid, uh, and more. I think Control is probably the biggest game. Uh, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla are the biggest games that are shown off right there. Um, guys, Google Stadia has, let me just say this Google Stadia has gone over like a fart in an elevator. Yeah. Uh, how's it doing? And so why, why this? Why does Amazon, I mean, is it just, hey, we want some of that money too? Or do you even see this like, no, do you, do you I don't, see any I don't even know why they try. Access? I don't even know why they try. I think it's dumb. I mean, you're just not going to be able to compete, especially with what I think about what Microsoft is doing with Game Pass and what I mean. It, it's it's ridiculous. No one wants to buy into this. I don't. I didn't buy into Stadia when they first announced it. I thought it was before its time, and um, I really don't know why. It's kind of baffling. I. Uh, maybe they had it started and they're just like, well, let's put it out there and see what happens. You know? Yeah. My first thought was when they, they said they were, it was, they wanted to have iOS support. If, if Apple allows it, but doesn't allow xCloud, something's wrong. Because mm. what's the difference? Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Because the big, the big kerfuffle with, uh, with xCloud and Game Pass has been that uh, Apple wants the individual listings in the, you know, on the... the they want each game individually packaged, which is individually priced, so Apple can take the 30% out of it. Sure. Yeah, that's what exactly what it is. They want the 30%. <laughs> but um, the game isn't the app. The app is the streaming, just like, Net just like Netflix. Yeah. So I don't understand how the, they can get... I don't okay, know. so Jesse, I've been through read, this before. I correct something here. I didn't. I didn't read this because uh, I was just scanning the pages. We were talking. Uh, the Luna Plus mm. five ninety nine a month package is is what is being called a game channel. Then there is an Ubisoft game channel that you would also have to pay for. Okay. Of course. That you so all of their like basically it's you know here's your basic tier. And it's five ninety nine a month, or however much it's going to be out of our early access. It's Ubisoft's now, version of Game play, Pass. This they're not putting forth the technology; they're third party and Google or Amazon to do that. So it's like yeah. their Prime Video, where you can get the uh, Amazon stuff, and then when you want HBO or CBS mm -hmm. or all access, you got to add on add on the yeah. price to that. Uh, the five ninety nine a month. I'm reading the, uh, the fine print now. The uh, five ninety nine a month is only available during Luna Early Access. It will renew at the applicable monthly subscription price after Luna Access period is over. 
So in other words, they're going to jack the price up eventually. But they didn't say what it will be. You're not going to. Yeah. The Ubisoft game channel will include new and favorite titles from Ubisoft, including ultimate edition versions for select titles. The Ubisoft channel will provide you with access to play on one device at up to 4K resolution. Stay tuned for more news. So the Luna Plus channel lets you play on two devices at a time. Ubisoft's only going to let you play their, their, their games on one device at a time. It's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out in a couple of years, I think, with even, you know, with Google Stadia, Amazon, Apple, um, Microsoft, Sony, now, I guess, if you want to look at that, and then whatever Nintendo ends up doing, if they do anything. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting how everything shakes out. Just like what we're seeing with acquisitions and stuff like that, it's all going to come down in a couple of years to who ends up jumping out, not doing it anymore, who gets bought out. Um, oh, yeah. You know, because yeah, this is a whole nother tier for the medium. I mean, it's, right. it's right. a whole nother thing. But the, the way I look at it is, even as a Nintendo fan, Microsoft has done such an amazing job with Game Pass yeah. that, and, and now Game Pass Ultimate. There's really no reason to get anything else. If you want that type of access, just buy an Xbox and and go. And I would love to be able to do that. Like I would love to be in a situation where I have internet at my house, where I could buy. If if I had good access to internet at my house, the Xbox Series X would be an absolute no brainer for me this console season because of Game Pass. But it, I would really have to struggle with the whole Sony exclusive Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, there's no reason for me to get a PlayStation 5. Yeah. But so I, I mean, I even, you mentioned that and that's the same boat I'm in where it's like, I mean, at first during all this, I was like uh, PS5, you know, pro, no problem. That's what I'm going to get. But with everything that's changed, everything that's going on and, and especially this pre pre-order fiascos and stuff, we don't have to get into that, but just, well, just everything that's later on the down in the show okay notes. well anyways it's basically <laughs> i will buy whatever i decide to buy when i see it in the store i'm i'm not going to pre-order anything and if i see it in the store and i have the money for it then i'll get it then and what i ended up getting i'm now on the fence i you know yeah. i've been on playstation boat for a long time that's always been my second console of choice but man, that Game Pass has me has me on the fence now. I'm on that fence trying to decide: Am I going to go with uh, the PS5 or am I going to go with the next? I honestly, Tim, my decision was made for PS5 until I heard that Miles Morales is going to be available on PS4 too. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, there's like, no reason to rush to get even, one, right? Why am I even busting my tail trying to pre-order one of these? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I know, right. you know, I mean, I didn't even go like Series X. I've got to see some more games, but yeah, uh, because that's what it comes down to for me. I'm a Nintendo, like, I'm gonna get gonna buy whatever Nintendo puts out, but yeah. for my secondary console, I've got to see games, I've got to see right. why I need to have that in my house. And right now, I'm fine with my PC gaming pass because a lot of those games are coming over the, to the game pass there, so yeah, I don't have to jump on the console bag bandwagon for that right now. Eventually, we'll see. You know, like we said, a couple of years down the line, when they got all these acquisitions, you know what's going to happen. But we'll see. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Microsoft, or I'm sorry, Amazon Luna is available right now in early access. 
the webpage states that early access will be granted as in a rolling format. So basically they'll roll it out to different people over time. You can go there and you can request access right now. You cannot buy the controller unless you get early access. Uh, then you'll be given a link to go and buy the controller if you want it. But before you do that, Amazon also says that PS4 and Xbox One controllers will work with Amazon Luna. So why even sell a controller? Just saying. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> well, that's what Google, Google Stadia did as well. So Yeah, I guess it's for people who don't already have one of those systems, but... But there's so, always something better if you have their controller. When you were, when when well, there it, it does connect to Alexa and do some different things that okay. the other oh, controllers won't do. Like you could make like you could say Alexa play grid and it will hear you and start the game up. What if um you think future gaming is like instead of Nintendo and, and Sony and stuff making consoles that they are just an app service and you log into the Nintendo app and there's all their games. I, I hope know. not. I hope not either. And that'd be awful from what we've had, but well, I know that you said some that people you... really want that. Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I was, just, I was just going to say that we've, we've talked about this before and always thought it was going to be, they wouldn't do that because they always, whatever hardware they come out with, their games go around that hardware. So and it's harder to do when you don't have that. You don't own that hardware. Well, and it's really hard. Like, I think it would be a really hard thing for them not to have a store shelf presence as well yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with, you know, actual physical game boxes and, and console boxes and accessories and things like that. I mean, you're gutting an industry uh, if you do that, uh, that, that revolves it's around true. that kind of thing. So, I always thought it'd be I, cool. I Go ahead. No, you 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 hit oh. head on. I said I I always thought, and the, the Nintendo fan nerd loyalist I am, I always thought it'd be cool if Nintendo just like became more of like an Apple, and they made like their own Nintendo phone, and you got all access to their games, and then a Nintendo version of a phone or a Nintendo TV. Yeah, they makes. I mean, that's what Sony does. I mean, Sony is not just unless I'm wrong, right? Sony makes like games and televisions and music stuff. Yeah, like it'd be cool. Different divisions of Sony, but yes. Yeah. So I always thought it'd be cool if Nintendo kind of had like their own, like get the Nintendo TV and then you got their games and everything about Nintendo is advertised through that. Same with the phone. I, it, they never would, but I'm just saying that would be cool. In fact, they had that Sony yeah. TV back in the early 2010s. That was a PS3 compatible. That was like oh wow, one TV that was 3D capable with glasses, but they had it. It ran like 120 hertz, so 60 hertz for one player, 60 hertz for another player. And the, wearing the different glasses, each player would see a different image, even though they're looking at the same screen. Mm. So they could wow. play two-player game using the same display. And not cool, see what the other person I was doing. I wanted that TV, too. That was a cool technology, it but it's very <laughs> kind of not not very many people would be, have, be able to actually use such a thing. Right. And then people realized they don't want to wear special glasses at home to watch TV. Yep. <laughs> totally. Pro 3D TVs did not do good. Nope. Uh, let's talk about one more little news item here. Nintendo is being sued. 
for planned obsolescence uh, over Joy-Con drift, which has been a very sore subject for a lot of Nintendo Switch owners. Uh, UFCQ Choiceer has decided to take action, as it is noted in a press release, that while Nintendo is offering free repairs for the issue, it's not changed the way the controllers are manufactured and is still issuing Joy-Cons that have the defect. Hmm. Well, guys, guess what? That's going to end up getting thrown out. Or they're going to settle. It's not going to trial. I, I can tell you that right now. They don't want the bad publicity from that. No. Certainly interesting, though, because nope. I agree with it. Why is Nintendo taking I mean, so long and trying to fix the controllers? Because they're going to release new Joy-Con Pros. There you the go. Nintendo Switch well, they better Pro. hurry up. <laughs> yeah, they will soon. You're right. This, it doesn't matter if they hurry. This lawsuit's still going to go through because you've got 55 million people who still have an Nintendo, who have an Nintendo Switch. Right. Yep. And are using Joy-Cons. You know, I would really honestly love to see the sales numbers on Joy-Cons as a whole. Like how many pair have been bought? That kind of thing. Yeah, like what's know. the average? Pair has like 40 sets, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, Pear Schneider's, he, he's making up a good like solid 10% of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, guys, let's, uh, let's b- skip. B- before we move on, I wanted to back backtrack to something we were about Bethesda. Uh, I saw a meme of like this little girl with a crayon with kind of like crying look in her, in her eyes. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. And, and it said, Bethesda now having to finish a game before it releases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's. Uh, that was hilarious. Let's, uh, let's, let's do this this evening, guys. Let's skip over our rumor section and uh, let's head into Let's Discuss. So we've got a big issue there. This was the week of pre-orders. PlayStation 5 pre-orders went live. Xbox Series S and X pre-orders went live. And Nintendo broke the internet with a set of five pins. (laughs) Uh, Guys, two questions here. Number one, did you get anything? Any of y'all get anything? And number two... Why do pre-orders for gaming stuff, why, or why does pre-ordering gaming stuff still suck in 2020? First up, did you get anything? No. Nothing. I, I got the pins. I got the pin set. I, I got didn't the get pins. that. Didn't I, even get I did the pins. To, I will say that I did, pre, I did try to pre-order a PS5 and got shot down. Yeah. I actually I tried to pre-order a PS5 and an Xbox. Uh, n- none of them went through. I was able to get any of them. I did get a second controller and the charging dock for, for two controllers for the PlayStation 5 pre-ordered. So I have those. I, just, I did I just, pre-order... Uh, Miles Morales and a second controller, and I'm going to cancel those because I'm going to just buy it on PS4 and call it even. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't have my PS4 anymore. My youngest daughter has it, so you know I, I'm still going to work on getting a PS, PlayStation Five. Then I can, you know, go back and play all the, the PlayStation Four games that I've been wanting to play and haven't been able to, like Fall Guys, etc. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I can honestly tell you that the, the pre-order process for a set of free pins, and I say free in quotes, was honestly one of the absolute most frustrating experiences I've ever had trying to give somebody money on the internet. <laughs> I agree. Because since one, one of the requirements is to buy 3D All-Stars, which they knew probably 10 million in sales in North America alone. So you'd think right. they would have had 10 million sets of pins at the ready. Well, there's people yep. who bought the game and completed all the challenges that did not get any pins. Um, so let's, let's, let's head on to the second part of this question. Why does pre-ordering gaming stuff still suck in 2020? Why is it, it, it is, it's one of the, it's obviously, it's honestly one of the worst things about this hobby. I, I blame, I, in most cases, I blame the, the vendors more than the companies because like the, the PlayStation 5, they were the pre-orders weren't supposed to go live until Thursday, but then one person, one one vendor put it up on Wednesday, which means all the vendors put it up on Wednesday, which means Thursday morning they were already sold out. So yeah, but when Xbox gave people warning, it basically just said, "Hey scalpers, get your bots ready because here's when it's coming." Right. Hmm. No. Yeah, and so like uh, for, for the Xbox One, GameStop had had a nice thing set up. Where they put you put your put your web session into a queue and then would re refresh it every few minutes, so it wouldn't overload their servers, which is a good thing. Of course, by the time I got to a page where I can order something, everything was sold out. Microsoft's website them directly, I got nothing but five hundred three errors, you know, refreshing every few minutes manually. And by the time I finally got a page rendered, everything was sold out. <laughs> Mm. I just go to the yeah. store, pre-order stuff still. I think it's more fun. That's what I did with my Switch. I just went into GameStop and pre-ordered it and paid it off. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's I, with, it's, go ahead. It's easier. <laughs> I was just going to say, it, it seemed like such much more of a hassle, especially with the confusion of the pre-releases or pre-orders. Yeah. It was such more of a hassle that it was just like... I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going to let everybody do their thing. And there's such limited quantities. It sounds like anyways, it's just like, I'll get it when I get it. It's going to happen now. But I also <sighs> want to think of what if it was Nintendo selling the switch pro, I would be all over that wanting that day one. So oh, yeah. I would be very frustrated right now if I did not get my pre-order because yeah. I, that is the system that I would want to have day one. I would want to have that in. This guy, and it's kind of like what my frustration is. It's not listed here, but I wanted the Monster Hunter Rise uh, Special Edition or Champion Edition or whatever they call it, the, the $100 version that comes with the Amiibo. And I missed out on that. It's just this this exclusivity of everything is driving me nuts. It's like, I want the game. I want the stuff. because I, And I'm sure there's other people who are like, I'm a fan of the game. I want to play it. I want the stuff with it. But now I have to battle these, ha uh, not hackers, but uh, scalpers that, yeah. you know, are going to get it and then sell it for double, if not triple the price, you know, if, if I want to get it that bad. And that sucks, you know, so now it's sitting yeah. out there. We want to not buy it to support them, but now they've got some supply that they've all bought and are trying to sell. 
And it's just, it's just, that's the part that's ridiculous to me. It's, yeah. it's the pins or the councils or the game, uh, special editions, all those things just drive me bonkers. Yeah. What is it? Is it a fear that it won't sell if they make way too many that they'll just have stuff on the show? Is that why they do this? Or it just doesn't make sense to me. Probably. I don't know with, uh, Nintendo 3DS and Amazon had a whole bunch of stock and that, at launch, that wasn't selling, and that put a bad taste in Amazon's mouth. So when like Wii U was ready to launch, Amazon didn't have any pre-orders because yeah. they didn't want they didn't trust Nintendo at that point for what what would wouldn't wouldn't sell. I think that that was with something that's like a hey you, um, Pikachu. You know, this is a freebie for a for. <laughs> You know, it's like a freebie for you. You did this. You did these five missions. Well, no, they're not going to print like ten million of them. But like Jesse said, if what should have happened is this, and this, like personally, how I would have handled it is okay. You've done all of the missions. Your name is now registered along with your Nintendo Network ID or whatever your your my Nintendo account, and you have a pin set. That is going to come to you. We are going to produce a pin set for you because you took the time to do all these missions. Pay your $5 or whatever it was for shipping and it will be sent to you. Don't make the pin sets until you've done that. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. It's like beyond, like I said this when the, they made the, the NES classic and everybody was flipping their crap over it. Take pre orders. And produce the amount of the pre-order plus twenty five percent. There you go. Right, and everybody I, gets. I, I think I've mentioned this before in the show. If not directly on the show, definitely in like pre-show, post-show stuff. But I, I have like Amazon credit ready to use. Yeah, that's what I want to buy my PS five with. So it's I want to do it from Amazon because I literally can buy a PS five with no money out of pocket. I, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the pre-order for the extra controller and the charging station, no money out of pocket. I used my Amazon credit for that. So that's, that's why I wanted to do it from Amazon. So again, I, just like Tim, I will wait. I will wait until it's available in stock. If I have to wait until January or February next year, I will. I don't need it in November. I can wait. Right. But, well, <laughs> but we, again, if Switch Pro happens, I'm going to want that. That is more urgent to have day one than this. And and here's the thing. I think that we are living in one of the most unique console launches in history because, honestly, the way that the pandemic has affected it, and I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or because this is what they were already planning, neither company, Microsoft or Sony, has given anyone any real compelling reason to buy one of these day one. Because most right. of the big games are still going to be on their old console. At least Microsoft right. was upfront about it. The, but yeah, you know, yeah. Sony was kind of backhanded. They, they they made it sound that that Miles Morales is PS5 only, and other games are going like like the the Horizon yeah, but sequel. Then they're, but then they're be like, PS5 oh, only. But, but if you buy if you buy Miles Morales on PS5, you get the original Spider Man on PS5 as well. But your games don't don't your your save doesn't transfer over. Uh, you know, it, to me, that's it's a little too late. And the, the, yeah. like the whole time, like here's the thing. 
knowing the whole time that a PS4 version of Miles Morales was going to be revealed, their their end game in that was to make people think that you can only get this on the PS5. So you've got to get the PS5 right now because they knew that it's going to drive system sales. But, you know, for the first time in a while, these two giant console juggernauts, there's not really that much of a compelling reason to get one day one. What's that, Tim? Something in... It might be too small, but March thanks to the guys in the chat, I was able to get the... Uh... Monster Hunter Rise Collector's Edition on Best Buy. Oh, they just told me again. you! <laughs> nice. That's what I look. That's what I'm talking about when I say that we have the best community on the internet. There you go. Yep. They're like, there "Hey, it's go. up Cheers on Best Tim. Buy right now. Go get it." Look. Let like, me tell okay. you something. I may not like. I may end up not giving a fart in a whirlwind about that game, but I am so happy that you because that's what you want. This. Oh, did we lose Marty? Or there we go. Yes, finally, you can be quiet. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I hear you. You, do, you st- we can't hear you anymore. Can you, you hear your us? mic? Died, Marty. I'm here. Okay, okay now we hear you. There we go. Now we hear you. That was weird. Oh, okay. Well, something came right now. Internet connection's unstable. What I was saying is, is I may not, I may not give a fart in a whirlwind about that game, but I'm happy that Tim's happy. This would be like me not getting a Mario special edition if if that right. was coming out, you know. So <laughs> I, I would hope that people would would help me out. You, some people may have to help me out with the second pin set because now I'm really nervous because I've gotten the first one and I saw how hard it was to get the first one. The second one's going to be even worse because you're going to have the people that didn't get the first one and they're going to be like, oh, "I'm getting the second one," and they're going to, you know. Oh and, oh, and and just, J- Justin took the review code for that, right? Yes. Yeah, so he found out the hard way that getting a f- review code does not count as purchasing it. So he was unable to get a he pin set no for pins. himself. Or yeah, Justin. That's, that's not cool. That's anyway, not cool. So well, as a, that's why he's not on tonight. He's in mourning. Right. So as uh, something that can be done <laughs> to fix the problem, quote-unquote, I, I think – Apple's got the right strategy. If you've ever ordered a, a new iPhone or a new iPad or something from Apple, that would get – they literally will ship it from yes. the manufacturing in China to your house. You're basically on a wait list. You're not guaranteed to get it on day one unless you get you have that pre-order in, in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. But you can still you can still pre-order it and you're on the list and you'll get it at some point. I, I love more, that idea. We, we need that more. Yeah, like say, here's the shipping timelines because these companies know the shipping timelines because if Apple can know the shipping timelines of every iPhone that's coming in 2021. Well, of course, they're then, they're their own manufacturer. That's a little different than rely, GameStop, having rely on GameStop to know Nintendo's shipping schedule unless Nintendo is, starts selling, selling them directly. If you, go to, if you go to Nintendo.com or PlayStation.com or Xbox.com, you can order it straight from the distributor that way. And you can get a, hey, it's not here right now, but you'll get one in two to three weeks. And then every GameStop will close because they've sold no consoles. <laughs> Is that such a bad thing? <laughs> you tell me. So do you guys think the Switch is going to sell more than the new-gen systems this, this holiday season? Whoever has you the know, most stock will sell the most units. 
Yeah. That's this season? That's, yes. I think so. This season, yeah. Next season, no. What if they have a pro? By then. Uh, if the pro comes out, and, and I do think that we're going to see a pro in 2021. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, because there's going to be a lot of parents who buy in 2020, and yeah. they're going to turn around and go, we just bought a Switch, or we just bought a Switch Lite. Why am I right. buying another one? Um, the Switch, the Switch Pro is where I worry that Nintendo may have a marketing problem. Wii U-esque marketing problem again. Because especially if you get into games that only work on the Switch Pro, they're going to have to find a way around that that boulder. Yeah, I, 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 I'm thinking, I'm hoping that it's kind of like a, the, the new 3DS. There will be a very small number of games that will, and it'll pro- hopefully won't be in the first few years. Like if they wait three years or more to have that pro required game, I think by the market will not have a connection at that point. Talk about third parties. I, I could see it being third parties is what only works on pros, like specific yeah. ones, you know, not Nintendo games themselves. They'll work on both, but the third parties yes. for sure. Yeah. Yes. The, that's that's how you get to do Eternal. Mm-hmm. That may be. Uh, well, guys, let's move on and let's talk about something coming up for our 300th episode, which is in two weeks from the time that you listen to this. Uh, a couple weeks ago on the show, we talked about Nintendo discontinuing production of the 3DS, which is a system that for many carried them through the drought of the Wii U days and kept them faithful and loyal to Nintendo during that time and also produced... So, honestly, some of the best games that Nintendo has ever made. Uh, and so what we decided to do to honor the memory of the 3DS was to make our own top 10 lists, much like we did with the Wii U back in the day, which will culminate in the official Nintendo Dad's top 10 list on episode 300. This week, we're going to share with you our personal top 10 lists. And then next week, we're going to open up polls for our Patreon folks to vote on and share their top 10 lists. Uh, those two lists will be melded together, and we will uh, combine those and reveal our our great top 10 list on episode 300. And I believe that is on October the 8th. Is that correct, Jesse? Yeah. yeah. gave us a date earlier. Yeah, it's, it's two weeks from today, so that's the 8th. Two weeks from today, October 8th, we will reveal our top 10 3DS games. So, Jacob, you are the guest. Your top 10 list is going to be counted as votes with our community. Cool. Because you're not a normal cast member. You're just a guest. We don't, you know, we're, we do, but we do want you to have input. So go ahead and hit us with your top 10 list of 3DS games. Oh my! Three well, other Donkey Kong games. Here it comes. Ah, uh, actually, no. I don't think I own any Donkey Kong games on my 3DS. Well, I mean, I did buy the original trilogy from the eShop, but I, don't, I never bought like returns or anything for it. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and I was telling everybody, the, the I was telling you guys before we started recording that, you know, I've not, I've not been, um, I'm definitely more of a home console person, and. Uh, Mobile has not been my it's not been my primary. Even with the Switch, I play it more on my TV than I do on the go. But um, so I don't have like a vast library of 3DS games. Um, 
the games I got were the games that piqued my interest the most. Um, so when you're narrowing it down to 10, you're really shrinking what I have. Um, and my, my top 10 is skewed. I know a lot of people will not agree with it. Um, because, well, I have bad memories tied to certain games and certain times of life. And that really, I think does play an effect on, um, going with what, what you enjoy, you know? So, uh, but I'll say I'm from 10 to one, um, my top 10. So number 10 is going to be Kirby's triple deluxe. I bought this game actually more like three or four years, yeah, more like two to three years ago. Um, it was really, I never played Robobot and I heard it's actually the best, but, um, this one is really fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really beautiful. Um, Honestly, it's one of the prettiest Kirby games I've ever seen. Um, and I really had a fun time with it. Um, nine is Star Fox 64 3D. It was so fun to revisit that original game and what we thought it looked like originally. You know, we think back in our memories to revisit it. Um, and to have that on the go was fun. It was convenient because it's such a short game, too. Like, it's not really that long. You can play it on a car trip somewhere. And um, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Number um, eight is Mario Kart 7. Had a lot of fun. I used to be in a band. I toured. I got this game for Christmas, and um, it was fun to play. It was fun to play with my friends on the go like that. Um, so that's why I do have it up there. Um, number six is Majora's Mask 3D. Love Majora's Mask. It was my first Zelda game ever. So it was great to revisit it. Um, and uh, that was at a time where I was really, the 3DS was, honestly, I, I had taken a break from gaming. Um, I, I kind of fell out of gaming in the wee days. Uh, I was in high school. I was into girls, football, playing football, my band, youth group, everything but video games. And video gaming was kind of just like, oh, my birthday, oh, what game's out now? I'll get this. Or in Christmas, what games are out? I'll get that. But it wasn't until the 3DS came out where I really started, like, that's when I became obsessed again. You know, I stopped doing those extra activities and I needed an obsession and I started to follow the stuff. So like having something like Majora's Mask 3D coming out really tapped into my nostalgia. I hadn't played it since the 64 days, really. Um, and uh, which was back when I was in elementary school for me. Um, so I, that's why it's up there. That's your number uh, seven, by the way. Is that number seven? That was your number seven. Yeah. Well, or either if that's your six, then you didn't say what seven was. Eight, seven. Sorry, you're right. That was seven. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I can't. I, I suck at math, too. Um, <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, number six, Luigi's Mansion's Dark Moon. Um, yeah, the Luigi's Mansion was the first revisit to the franchise that I loved deeply on the GameCube. I had a blast. Um, it's not my favorite in the series. It, you know, as I look back, what they did, I, I, I don't really, I prefer what they went back to with uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, but this was a great game to just like, oh my gosh, they finally are continuing the series. Um, really was glad to have that. I vividly remember picking it up and playing through it. Um, this is going to upset a lot of people. Number five, uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force. I think it's a fantastic game. 
That's, a, that's I like that game too. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about it. My NOS and the NOS crew, us hosts, we're actually talking about replaying it as a um, us and the hosts on my show. And um, this game, it's a great game. I mean, I, I don't like the chibi look. Um, it's crap that it came out when everyone wanted a real Metroid Prime game. But this, uh, I think it's fun. I think it's a really fun game. And it's a cool story. I think I, w- I would love if Nintendo ported this game to the switch and we could play it that way after, number after metroid prime 4. yes yes after, after <laughs> prime 4. can you imagine how many people's heads would explode if they did oh, that terrible uh number four legend of zelda link between worlds i loved it it was fantastic thought it was unique thought it was super cool how they're re like making a sequel to an old popular zelda game uh three ocarina of time 3d loved it that was the first game i got for the 3ds got it for my birthday when i turned 21 that was my 21st birthday 3ds and this game um number two super mario 3d land i think it's amazing um fun uh you talk about you know what we're getting this year with mario collection i wish this was the part of it the number one is uh metroid samus returns i replayed that game nice. three times i 100 percented it in super hard mode it was a return to metroid uh, one of my most nostalgic metroid games ever i remember playing that and beating on the game boy that is uh that's my top 10 i loved that game i wish it was on switch but man what a way to end off my 3ds life was with that game i seriously i i played it two or three times through and 100% of it each. I just couldn't put it down because we hadn't had so, we hadn't had Metroid in so long. Um, it was so great to have it back. So that's my nice. number one. Nice. Awesome. Great list. Great list. Fantastic. Um, Jesse, what about you? Okay. So I, I came up with a list of 11. So we, we will, when we're scoring them, I'll give, we'll, do, I'll do the top ten, and then the eleventh will like treat as an honorable mention, and we'll we'll figure out some way to score that. So I'll 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 start with ten and go up to one, just like he did. So ten, I have Metopia, so the RPG where you use me your friends me faces as characters in the game. Nine is Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy, so a rhythm game with Final Fantasy music from one through thirteen at the time uh, number 8 is Picross 3D Round 2 so Marty knew that one was going to be there somewhere <laughs> oh I know I'm sure there's more Picross coming maybe uh, number 7 is New Super Mario Brothers 2 the collect all the gold coins <laughs> uh, okay then number 6 Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds uh, Mario 3D okay, number 5 Mario 3D Land 4 Ocarina of Time 3D so 3 here's another here's a new game I couldn't decide which one to choose of the two so I went with the one that was new to me at the time I went Dragon Quest 7 is you know 8 is probably the better game but I've played 8 before where 7 was that was completely new to me so I put that on my list then number two, I put uh, Majora's Mask 3D. And then, kind of cheating for my number one, <laughs> I just said the entire Picross E-Series. 
because there, there are eight games in the series and they're all essentially the same, just different puzzles. This is like a Justin Masson 11 out of 10 inter, uh, a review. You doing that? <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to be cheating too, by the way, so no worries there. Then I, I pu- cheat. <laughs> then I put as my honorable mention uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. Nice. Okay. Okay. Tim, what about you? Go ahead and cheat. Okay. So the first cheat I have for number 10 is Street Pass games. And Jesse, I have the list. I'll paste it in there for so you don't have to type them out. I'll put, I'll paste it in our list. But Thank I you. have Street okay. Pass. Street Pass games because I, and out of those 14 games that we got for the Street Pass games, I liked Wario's Way, uh, not Wario's, Warrior's Way, uh, the Street Pass Battle, the Monster Manor, um, the Ultimate Angler, and the Battleground Z. And then, of course, I like collecting the puzzles, too. So, you know, the fifth element of that, too. But there was like 14 games in that Street Pass. But I lumped them all together because it was mm-hmm. Street Pass. You know, you did your steps. You got your coins. You could do this and that. It was just so much behind that. I, we could probably talk a lot about just that innovation in itself that they did that we we all hoped we would come over to the Switch or something. Uh, my number nine is... The last cheat that I have, because I have two cheats, sorry. So the last one is the Super Nintendo Virtual Console that came to the new 3DS. That helped make my 3DS the the machine that it is today. Just being able to go back and play a lot of those games. And now we can do some of those on the Switch as well. Um, But um, yeah, it was a Super Nintendo Virtual Console because there's so much there and you can purchase things separately. It was just that ability to do that. I missed that ability on the Switch, but... You know, as they add more and more of those same games to the uh, uh, Switch's library, you know, the the online library, then it, it gets better and better. So and at least I don't have to pay for the same games again. I just have to pay, you know, this monthly service fee <laughs> or the $20 annual fee or whatever. Or Well, the family pass is 35. So, so that's number nine. Number eight is Mario Golf World Tour. I loved that game. It was, I think, the most I've played out of any of the Mario sports-based games. So I had to put that on the list. Uh, That was number eight. I'm going to put that in there so I don't lose my spot here where I'm at. So that was number eight. Number seven, I have uh, Monster Hunter Stories. I was just talking about Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter Rise coming to the Switch that I was looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to the Monster Hunter Stories 2. And I think Gary was talking about that too last week when he was on. Uh, we're both looking forward to that game coming. And uh, I didn't, I think Gary finished it. I didn't get to finish it on the 3DS, but uh, I'm still looking forward to the sequel. Uh, the next one, number six. I have is Moon Chronicles, the update to the Moon game that came out on the DS. It was updated. Uh, it's a Renegade Kid game. Oh, I forgot about uh, that one. It was updated with 3D visuals, and it, I think it did. I, it was a lot of fun playing that game, Moon Chronicles. Uh, it was a nice, fun way to play a first-person shooter on the game. I, I kind of like the atmosphere of the game, and I still like going back to it every now and then. So. Um, that's my number six. My number five is Kid Icarus Uprising. I love the whole package of that thing. Uh, you know, 
I dealt with the way you had to play the game with the stylus on the stand and all that kind of stuff. It, you know, yes, my hand, my wrist hurt after playing it for so long, but it was still the whole idea of, again, we were talking about how Nintendo innovates or comes up with these things that they try. And that was one thing they were using, you know, where you had to play the gameplay with the stylus a lot. And they also had the cards that you could use for boosting uh, your weapons and things like that. So, uh, and those are the things that stick out to my mind when I was playing that. In fact, I was even looking at Amazon, how I could repurchase that. Cause unfortunately it was one of the games I had to let go of, uh, way back when, when I, you know, I had to help sell certain things in order to get new certain things. So, um, it was one of those things I had to get rid of. And I was looking at Amazon and I think it's still 60 bucks. So it's still not too bad for the, you know, uh, uh, the package of that, um, not bad because I was expecting to be like 200 bucks or something like that, but it was, it's still available. It's like, um, so that was my number five. Next one. My number four is the Metroid Samus returns. Um, that's just like Jacob said, it was awesome games to get on the, unfortunately for me, it was a bad time again towards when I was playing more on the switch than I was the 3ds. So, uh, but I still love the game and I love it to this day. And it's actually why I had to get the 3DS, which I have, if you're watching, I have the, the 3DS with Samus on it. I have the special, yes. down, you know, download theme that you can get to it. I haven't taken it off since. <laughs> Same thing. Exactly. I, I never, ever do that, by the way, because I yeah. had just got a new 3DS for Christmas before that, the you know, six months before that. And then they announced that at that E3 and I, I had to do it. I've yeah. never done, I pulled a Nintendo guru and just <laughs> pulled out money that I don't have and bought a system that I don't need that I already own just because of that. Yes. And I actually already had the, uh, I actually went back and got this. I missed it when it initially launched. So I never got it, but I found a really good price for it on eBay, picked it up and gave my kid my Majora's mask 3ds xl one the new one for that that i had special edition so in fact now that i think of it uh well i'll get to that in a minute so um so there was that that's number four number three uh for now i don't know what you i'll tell you that in a minute but uh nano assault ex we were just talking about this too i think right i think it was last show or something like that or maybe i was talking about a dinner table but nano assault ex um it was a space shooter that you circle a planet and it was 3d and you're shooting uh asteroids that are coming that are coming at this planet or other uh like aliens that are coming down and the planet is basically secured by a a force field and you're basically flying around this spherical uh force field and just the 3d elements of that game made it look really cool and the way it felt and the way it plays um was really cool and it's the closest thing i got to playing um some of the other things actually i'm i'm probably more explaining uh the other game i like which is on the vita but <laughs> it was something similar but i think instead of around the planet it was more a, uh it was something like a planet but it was uh it was nano so it was, it was like more a, like yeah it was like a cell I have yeah it was like a cell yes and so, what you're doing is you're is you're you're destroying enemies that are like attacking the cell Yes, and what I was going to say it's kind was, of like, it's it's a 3D version of like Geometry Wars. Yes, 
And it, I, again, I really like that game, and it's close to what they do have on the Vita, which is does something similar, but that was more spaced and bigger and stuff like that. But Nano Assault was more cell based, you know, really tiny and fighting off like uh, cell based viruses or something like that. So it was really cool, and I liked again the 3D aspect of it. Uh, number two, Super Mario 3D Land. Loved, loved, loved that Super Mario game, which I was hoping that when they released the Super Mario 3D World Deluxe for the Switch that it would come with this, but it's coming with, with uh, Bowser's Fury. Yeah, so instead, well, I was hoping that they would package those two games, right? Am I talking about the same you thing? you think of 3D, 3D World or 3D Land? No, I'm, I'm talking about... 3D Land is not coming with Bowser's Fury. No, I know that. Hold on, no. Alex Lane. Is, is what I'm saying is, okay. is that with the Switch, they're coming out with the Super Mario 3D World, which is coming with the Bowser's Fury. I had hoped when yeah. they were coming out with the re- release that it would be a package where it was Super Mario 3D uh, with 3D I Land. I gotcha. But it's that not. would be awesome. Yes. Maybe Mario it'll come 3D Universe. Now. Yeah. 3D Maybe. Galaxy. <laughs> Maybe it would be something that would get fixed later on the line. Or, you know, they re-release like the Galaxy 2 part that we didn't get, right? So, uh, and then my number one is A Link Between Worlds. And, uh, again, fantastic. Going back to one of my all-time favorite games, uh, A Link to the Past, and being a sequel to that game. Just blew my mind that we were even getting a s- sequel to that game. And then being able to play... A Link Between Worlds, I ate that up. And it wasn't very many games I've been able to do that lately. Even at that time, I should say, I didn't have very many times where I'd just sit there and just be into a game so much where I was able to beat it within a couple weeks. You know, for me, that's quick for me. So I had to put that down there because it just made me feel like that little kid I was again when playing Links to the Past. A Link to the Past. So that's my number one. Awesome. So for did me, I'll go to, through these well, pretty quick. Did you want? Did mm-hmm. you have any honorable mentions you wanted to throw on the bottom? Uh, I thought I he had, did. I had four because <laughs> I I had I actually just threw a, a list together and was like, okay, what is actually going to fit this? And I just took off the honorable yeah. mentions. But um, my real quick, uh, and I'll add them to the list here when we're done. But uh, my honorable mentions were Ultimate NES Remix, uh, Mario Kart Seven, Kirby Planet Robot. And Super Smash Bros. for the 3DS. Cool. I'll I'll add them to the sheet that I build, and okay. include the honorable mentions as the lowest point values. Okay. Marty. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to go through these, starting with honorable mentions, because you guys got to have them. So I just decided all the ones that I had to really struggle to not put on my list. And ruthlessly cut out. They're my honorable mentions. So that's that's what it's there for. If that's the game we're going to play, that's here we go. So honorable mentions. Uh, Kirby Planet Robobot is and Jacob, you were completely right. It's the best Kirby three D uh, or 3DS game ever. I would wager to say almost it's probably my favorite two D Kirby game period uh, of all time. Um, also, Ocarina of Time goes on that honorable mention list for me. And uh, y'all probably wouldn't expect this one for me, but Fantasy Life is one of my honorable mentions for 3DS. I loved that game. I loved the jobs and like the idea of there being this like 
I guess, mundane, you know, hey, I'm going to go to the forest and chop wood or I'm going to go mine or I'm going to do this or that. Uh, I, I bought I that didn't get far in. It was just the concept of a yeah, single player I mean, MMO I thought I would like yeah. and didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, starting with number 10, number 10 is WarioWare Gold. This was a late in life 3DS release and I think it's incredibly underrated. Uh, it's the first time Charles Martinet fully voices Wario like with actual speaking lines. Uh, and it does a great job of combining games from all of the Wario games. And you uh, use the stylus, you turn the 3DS, you mash the buttons. It's it's a hoot. I love WarioWare. Uh, number nine, Metroid Samus Returns. Fantastic game. Great swan song for the 3DS. I was uh, expecting I that to be higher on your list. Well, I can't, I can't say anything more about it that Tim hasn't already said. Um Honestly, I I'm so glad that we got this game, um, but I just I couldn't put it higher. There were other things, uh, you know. There's there's other games that ranked higher. Yeah, we'll see what uh, that number, is. <laughs> number eight. This is where you might call this into question. Number eight is Tomodachi Life. I freaking love. The nice. weirdness of Nintendo in Tomodachi Life with the fully voiced weirdo stuff, being able to make people do music videos, having my friends move into my apartment building and doing all kinds of craziness. I that think this game was brilliant. Love Tomodachi Life. Number seven, Super Smash Brothers for the 3DS. Uh, I will never forget playing that demo for the first time and being Super excited because Mega Man was included in the demo uh, and getting to play that. One of my greatest 3DS memories I talked about on the show last week is playing Smash Brothers before The Force Awakens uh, and like waiting in the theater for that. So this is number seven on the list. Number six, Fire Emblem Awakening, the greatest Fire Emblem game ever made. I know John Blanco is going to be pumping the fist and supporting this decision. <laughs> Fire Emblem Awakening in its six. Number five, New Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, it's fantastic. Great level design. Uh, number five, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Uh, is I love that game. I love that. I'm like Jacob. They brought Luigi's Mansion back. Uh, I flipped out when they introduced it. I still love it. Uh, number three, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Uh, is uh, is my number three. I love it. I love what they did with the DLC later on. Um, I love, I just love Animal Crossing. I haven't been to that house or that island in a long time. Probably should go. Probably should just go see what's going on there. I'm, I'm scared um, to go back. Two. I don't want to know what yeah. happened. Number two, The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Uh, such a fantastic game. Uh, that's why it's number two. It's it's perfect. It's Zelda perfection. Uh, it's a game that I already love with uh, Link to the Past, made even better. I love the 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 wall mechanic, like the the paper mechanic or whatever, um, where you can you know go from three D to two D. So good. Uh, number one game, no surprise, Super Mario three D Land is my number one game for three DS. 
Uh, I just remember playing this for the first time and being blown away. Uh, I mean, they, there had been great Mario games on mobile before uh, on handheld. Like uh, I'm specifically thinking New Super Mario Brothers, uh, and this one just I love it. Yes. It's it's quirky and weird, and uh, it's everything that's right about Mario in a very compact package. Um, it makes me want to go play it right now. I wish I had my I wish I had my 2DS because I would probably uh like to fire that up and play it but yeah that's my list that's my list so here's what we're gonna do guys we're gonna get justin's list and you guys lists were fantastic too i love the diversity there we're gonna get justin's list and uh we're gonna add it and we'll actually publish that uh on on twitter probably and on patreon uh but also next week a poll is going to go up, and basically what's going to happen is this. All of the games that were mentioned in this, yes, all of them, including the honorable mentions, are going to be available for you to vote on. All right? You as our community are going to make your own top ten list by voting on all of these games. From there, we will take out the votes that were given, plus our top ten list, see what overlaps, and we will make the ultimate top ten list with your help that we'll present on episode 300. With that business being done, let's talk about some events. All right, just real quick, Pokemon Go's October events. There's a research breakthrough encounter starting next week on October 1st that runs through November 1st. Shedinja will be available as a research breakthrough encounter. Five-star raids include Zapdos from September 25th through October 2nd, Moltres from October 2nd through October 9th, and Origin Form Giratina from October 9th through October 23rd. Uh, more information about raid encounters during Halloween event will be coming at a later date. And Wednesdays from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time will feature a, a, a raid hour with the raid target of the week. Tuesday Pokemon Spotlight hours for the month are 6 to 7 p.m. local time each week. On October 6th, it features World Cat Pikachu. October 13th, Original Cat Pikachu. October 20th, Shuppet. And October 27th, Duskull. And a limited research event begins on October 10th at 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. local time. A field research, uh, the field research task will trigger Alolan Meowth encounters. So if you're still playing Pokemon Go, check those out. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Jacob Rush, you're our guest. You get to go first. What have you been playing? I think I know what it is before you even say it. What have you been playing? Um, what have I been playing lately? <laughs> Honestly, I, I I haven't been playing much. Um, I've the only game I've really been diving into as of late is um, I bought Hollow Knight on uh, the eShop um, because I wanted to play it, and I dive in here and there. I mean, my life's honestly on a person, just on a personal level. I've like jumped back into college, and I have a full time. 40 hour a week job now a uh, single father of two kids gaming is like it's been small but i i will say this um i had i played so i have a new girlfriend her name is Lindsay. um she's pretty awesome and 
she has Nintendo 64 and uh, we've been playing Mario 64. So uh, I on that before she bought me the collection for my birthday, which is until next month. Um, so I actually haven't played the collection and I, I won't get to play it till my birthday. Uh, but we've been we before the collection even announced, we started playing through Mario 64 together. Um, so we like have like Mario 64 dates where we order pizza and we like collect like 15, 20 stars. And it's really fun to do that. I've never known a girl, a woman to play games like that. So it's pretty cool. Um, and we pulled out, um, Mario Kart 64, uh, the other day, uh, earlier this week. So I played a little bit of that. It was funny. Um, because I was sucking so bad and she was like doing really well. And I'm really animated when I'm getting into something. That's why I don't play competitive games much because I do not respond the best if I lose. And um, I didn't mean to. I totally didn't mean to. I was like, I was in eighth place. And it's like the, I can't think of that. It's the ice level with all the penguins. And dude, I kept falling into the water. I was hitting every penguin. Um, and I just like threw my controller in the air um, and it jerked the 64. And it froze the system. Uh, and she she was so mad. She was she held it together, but she was so bad because she had like normally she struggles with that and she was killing it. She had like a first place on the track before, which was like Wario's uh track. And she was she was she was about she to was get first place in, again. Right? She was zoned in and I'm getting eighth place and <laughs> and getting passed up and like the Wario one, I got hit by Wario cut in front of me and dropped like this fake block. I literally got hit at the very end. You know, you ever had that happen where you were yeah. like winning and then you get hit and then everyone passes you? That yep. happened to me. Yep. So out of frustration, I accidentally froze the system and she was not happy about it because she was totally schooling me in Mario Kart. <laughs> Dude, look. I, hey, that's I'm what I'm playing. This. Uh, she sounds like a keeper, man. Oh my god! You know what? A fun fact: I, if you've listened to my show, I've talked about her, but um, I don't recommend these dating apps. Suck. I did meet her on a dating app, um, and she's literally the only one I ever had any true connection with. That's why they suck. But um, it, it, she she brought up Diddy Kong Racing before I even told her that I even liked Nintendo or knew what Nintendo was, and I just I thought. This might be a sign from God. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> and in I mean, that moment, what? did like did like light come down from the ceiling? And be like, oh. <laughs> yes, it absolutely did. I was like, she's like, why is that so cool? I said, well, because I've literally never heard it. I first off, barely anyone talked about Diddy Kong racing today besides me, and second off, I've never heard a woman even acknowledge that she knew what Diddy Kong racing was. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, that is cool. Yeah, she's she's really yeah. cool. So that's been my, that's been my gaming as of late. Um, I'm excited to get into that collection next <laughs> month, and I'm gonna buy Ori for myself too on birthday. The new Ori, so that'd be cool. Yeah, there you go. A little have you, there. Have you played the first one? <laughs> yeah, I, I bought Blind Forest. I did, um, and I'm excited to play this next one because I hear the the second one like really like puts the first game to shame. Like it's like not even a comparison. I've heard that it's like we way better. Which I'm excited because I liked the first one, but it wasn't as good as what I felt like people said it was good. Like 
I remember it just ended. I didn't think it was the end of the game and it was just over. I was like, I was kind of let down. I was like, oh, that's it. You, you know, you know I, I'm so glad that I'm not the only one. Like, I think it's a fun game. I, I'm mm-hmm. enjoying my time with it. I'm, I, I bought Blind Forest and I got like through the uh, the Jinjo tree or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, at mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and or the Ginso tree, I think is what it's called. Uh, and I, I stopped there and I kind of got lost in my pile of games. Well, now I'm playing yeah. right through it. And I just remember like it coming out, people were like, it's it's the best Metroidvania game right. of all time. If you don't like it, then you don't like Metroidvanias. And I'm like, <laughs> it's yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, it's right. not, it's, look, here's the deal. It's not Super Metroid. Right. Sorry. Greatest yeah. Metroidvania game of all time. There you go. It's Super Metroid. I agree. There's no comparison. I like it's great. I get it. It's emotional. I, I mean, I like I'm gonna finish both of them, but like I, I'm right there with you. I don't. Yeah. Super Metroid better than Fusion. Um, I don't oh, agree God. with that. Tim, no. Why did you do that? <laughs> did you? No. I, back, are you saying Super Metroid is better than Fusion? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not. Metroid oh, okay. Fusion, no. is, I was like, okay. Fusion has Fusion. Like, Fusion is the best. It's the best 2D Metroid Fusion. Okay. Just oh making gosh. sure, because you said Super Metroid is the best Metroid game. I did say that, and I was I, I was under the influence of something called idiocy <laughs> at that time. Uh, it's Metroid Fusion. I don't okay. know why I had a brain fart and forgot it existed. Amen. Oh, gosh. It's all right. That, that's what I'm here for, to help you out through this you know, Thank you, rough Tim. Time. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very Thank rough you, time. Yeah. That's a good correction. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's what you've been playing. Yep. All right. I didn't know if you had anything else. Sorry about that. Uh, Jesse, what yeah. have you been playing? All right. So I talked a little bit about uh, Mario Super Picross earlier in the show, and I, I streamed a little, I think it was a little more than an hour yesterday. So I, I you know, I pretty much I went through the first page, uh, all of level one of Mario, all of level one of Wario. And then I did like one of each of the level fours just to see how difficult they get. They, they don't, I don't think they get any more difficult than 15 by 15s. I was hoping they'd get a little bit larger, but doesn't look like they will. But, uh, well, I'm, I'm currently playing through Mario page twos. I think I have one puzzle left to see if like another cutscene, quote unquote. I don't think it's, you know, that's the right word for it. You know, sh- shows up with Mario talking again i did f- think it was funny when mario was saying that wario is going to take over he kind of had that japanese apologetic bow animation i don't <laughs> i thought that was clever nice. and i don't think most many people would have noticed that but i noticed that i did get that animation and i was wondering what was going on during yeah. that time yeah dur- during that when i played that i was I had my Google Translate app on my phone to try to, and he said, Wario's Picross. I'm like, what's he talking about? Did, did the thing mistranslate the first, the first character? I'm like, nope, that's really what he said. <laughs> okay. Then, of course, as most of us, I have been playing Super Mario 3D All Stars. I, am probably the only person on the internet who thinks Mario 64 does not hold up. It is garbage. The camera can't could be controlled. Oh, no, no, no. Here, I'm with you. <laughs> but I'm I've, with you. I think you read 50 times someone says, this game still holds up. It's great. I'm like, yeah, I think 
played on a Nintendo 64 controller with the actual three physical seat buttons, the camera makes more sense. But with the right joystick, with the way the right joystick works, the way the camera works in Sunshine, which at least in the early game, that's how you expect a camera to work. You know, the way it works in Odyssey. And, and you know, I, 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 I was in one of the, the water, the, the water level early on. And I was trying to like swim up to turn to make a curve, but I couldn't get the thing to do what I wanted to because the, because I was up against the wall. So therefore the camera won't go through the wall because, you know, if he's supposedly a physical lackatoo that can't go through walls. So I can't get the camera to where I want it. So I, I made, I, Ended just before I was dying because of drowning. I just went nuts with the with the camera and the and I put that up as a thirty second segment on Twitter and showed my son and he thought that was just hilarious. So yeah, I the camera's bad, but and I think this would be a good time because we we let people vote on topics you know for the show. Uh, and one of the the actually one of the two most highly voted topics this week was our reactions to Super Mario Three D All Stars. Uh, and so I know that you and I have been playing it. Tim, you said you haven't actually even cracked into it yet, have you? I haven't even touched it yet. Yep. Yeah. Mecca uh, says how gonna wait. Mecca says, How could I? It's a classic. I'm like, I'm not saying it's not a classic. I'm just saying if you're gonna put it on a modern system, the game needs to be modernized. Which is, you know, what we've been at, people's been asking for since the throwback level in Galaxy. Which that is what it was a, it's a good recreation of that level, and people just wanted a the full game like that, you know, not just Galaxy or Odyssey. Galaxy, okay. Because what the, like the last world or one of the last worlds is a level right out of it, uh, uh, like the first right. one of the first early levels from Mario sixty four. Well, I was thinking Odyssey too because people were saying the same thing when they saw that in the sixty four level in Odyssey. Oh, the, mm. the the castles, the yeah. castle courtyard stage. Yeah, no, I, I'm talking about the actual the galaxy, thro- the throwback galaxy. That's the, the name of it. Okay, and so I, I think I got seven or ten stars in before I stopped playing that. I, you know, rage quit. Yeah. Done. I don't plan on going back. Sunshine. <laughs> Do you remember how I describe what happens to me when I try to play a first person shooter? When I try to play Metroid Prime, I get physically nauseous because yeah. I'm having that little fun. Right. That happened to me after three stars. Done. Rage quit. I'm on. I'm not going back to that game. Maybe four oh, stars. So you basically, you basically just bought uh, an uprest port of Super Mario Galaxy for sixty bucks. Yes. So I'm playing Galaxy. I'm still early on. I think I'm like four stars into that as well. I, I have not rage quitted. I will continue <laughs> to play that game. In fact, I buy two copies. Okay. I have a digital one and a physical one that's on my shelf behind me that you can't see. <laughs> so. It's interesting that Galaxy doesn't give you the same effect that Sunshine did. But I guess it must be just it, how the camera rotates on the screen. Yeah, there's, that's there's different because you, of... you don't control the camera at all in most okay. cases. Okay. Like at least when you're in yeah. in in the worlds like the 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 egg one the first one where 
you go from little planetoid to little planetoid, you have no camera control. You are just relying on okay. the automatic camera, which Got it. is fine because it's better than me controlling a camera that doesn't do what I want. Okay. <laughs> That's the issue I have with 64. And the, the second world with the B, that you do have some camera control. And so far, it wasn't bad enough that I had a fit. But again, I'm still early on. <laughs> but I, you know, right. the the Wii version of Galaxy was the first Mario game I ever 120'd. I didn't do the green stars. I saw I saw where like the third and fourth green star was. I said, hell no. And I probably won't do that again. My son wants to. But uh, I don't think uh, I will. And, uh, you know, fun fact here. My son doesn't own a copy of his own game yet. He's been playing my copy digitally on his Switch, you know, because he my I have my account on his Switch. Yeah. I originally thought that I could play a game and he can play a game as long as it's different. No. <laughs> I tried to logging into the Super Nintendo app to play Picross while he was playing Galaxy and streaming to his friends. Oh no! So I kicked him, and his <laughs> friends just thought that was hilarious. So like he got kicked. Apparently, he was notified that I'm playing the Super Nintendo app. So, yeah. and he he doesn't he doesn't stream publicly like YouTube or Twitch. He kind of does a private streaming with his, with his close circle of friends on Discord. Right. So instead of showing a webcam, he shows his capture card and just and lets Discord do the rest. So. <laughs> When as soon as I started playing Picross, he sends me a text. Um, I guess I can, we both can't play at the same time. I'm like, yes. I guess not. I'll let you. I'll I'll log off and let you play. But that that was amusing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've discovered that a lot too, especially with sharing a lot of games with Sammy. It's like I have to go if I'm playing. I have to play a game and go in airplane mode. So it doesn't kick him out of a game that I signed into on his Switch to play. So he, so he, he, he did. He finished Galaxy like literally in less than twenty-four real-world hours, not in-game hours. So he, I don't know. He started at some point yesterday and finished it today. I don't, don't know if he got any sleep last night or not. Uh, he did a min-star run, so he got sixty stars. He says he wants to do the full one twenty, and he wants to do greens. To open the last world, we'll see how far that lasts. I'm hoping he eventually buys his own copy, so that we don't have this conflict issue again. Of yes. course, that means he'll have to play the first sixty stars again as well. Uh, unless he gets a, uh, unless he gets a, um, um, oh wait, no, because he would be signed into your account. Yeah, because right, okay, yeah, right, that's right. So I'm worried that my save state and his state save state is going to cause a conflict with the cloud. And we're not sure how, what that's going to end up looking like yet. Got it. Got it. All right. Awesome. Those are my um, games. All two of them. <laughs> so what I've been playing is uh, it's mostly just watching everybody else play games, pretty much, unless it was family games. But I watched my wife beat, uh, play a lot of Spirit Fair and tell me about her beating it. So uh, I'm trying to convince her to – she's – She's the type of person who takes a lot of screen captures of the of the game of of things that happened that she really enjoyed. So I'm trying to convince her to let me take that off of her memory card and let's do a video of her talking about these things in the game, kind of like a spoiler video or something. So That'd I'm still fun. working on that. What's that? That'd be fun. Yeah. 
Uh, and then uh, hearing Sammy beat another game, and I say another game. And by the way, Sammy says hi, everybody. He always wants me to say hello, Sammy. <laughs> uh, he beat another game, and I actually got him to tell me, and he just told me he beat Astral Chain. So I haven't even played Astral Chain, and he beat that game. And I asked him because we've been trying to keep a list of all the games he's beat this year because of the pandemic. He's had a lot of time, you know, in summer too, you know. Uh, the play beat a lot of games and he said that um, he put this as number two on his top 10 list of this year of games that he's beat. So uh, in fact, I'm updating that right now as we speak, but Astro Chain is number two. What is number one? Something I probably should not let him play, but I did uh, because I'm a dad and I don't know any better. Uh, And my wife chastised me for it, but (laughs) I let him play Doom 2016. I was going to say, is it Doom? <laughs> yes. I let him play that, and he's been dying to play it again. And I said, no, I already got in trouble for letting you play that one. And he beat that game, too. And I haven't even beat that one yet, either. <laughs> but, yeah, he's played that, and that's his number one favorite game. Because, of course, why not? You know? Um, number the, the next one that he beat, number three, is Marvel Spider-Man. So Astral Chain is in between those two. He beat Marvel Spider-Man. He beat Doom. Astral Chain, he says, is number two. And then he's got, like, several other games that he's beat this year. Like, Wonderful 101, Kingdom Hearts 3, Among the Sleep, Box Boy and Box Girl, Infamous First Light, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, I need to get him on some reviews for these games, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> but That'd be great. He's, he's been killing the games. But as far as me, back to me. Again, Animal Crossing New Horizons has been the family go-to game. So when I am done with school, done with work, done with family things in general, we we all kind of gravitate around that, get together, relax, and play that game. And then finally, what I'm hoping to jump to jump into tomorrow, maybe I'll do a stream of it, is a most epic of epic games that I just learned about that you guys saw. And it's supposed to be this fantastic, epic Blow them up. <laughs> Brick breaking game called Twin Breaker. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a trailer. <laughs> that is the trailer. And it just cracked me up so much. It was like, yeah, I'll play this just because that trailer. So it was basically Breakout, but with two dudes who are trying to save the planet, I guess. So uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun diving into this and hopefully I can do a stream of it tomorrow night or at some point this weekend. I'll, I'll post it on our Twitter page and Facebook to share that, that I'm going to start that and hopefully share this epic brick breaking game. <laughs> and that's what I've been playing. That's cool. Uh, so this is one of those weeks where I've actually gotten to play more games than normal. Uh, we've already talked a little bit about Mario 3D All-Stars, and I just want to say, uh, right before the show, we were I was playing, and holy crap, is Mario Galaxy still one of the best Mario games ever made? Um, I, I don't, like, I'm not going to argue with anybody on it. It is. I don't care what you think. Uh, it's fantastic, and I'm 12 stars in, and I feel like a kid again playing it. Uh, That's all also, that matters. Also, on right? that note... Uh, Mario right. Sunshine. Oh, matters. Uh, Mario Sunshine is amazing, and, and sorry, Jesse, it is. It's a fantastic game. Oh, I understand uh, people like I, it. I just I don't. <laughs> I think that this is so criminally underrated 
as a Mario game because it is so different than what we're used to in the Mario universe, you know, with just it's Mario versus the world, right? Well, this time he needs Flood and he needs that help. And it's just seeing how all that plays out. I mean, any game that starts with Mario not being the hero, Mario's in jail at the start of this game, right? And so if you've never played it, I'm not going to spoil why. But uh, such a fantastic, wonderful game. Like, it's so wacky and weird. I love it. And Mario 64 is Mario 64. It's, you know. Mario 64. It is what it is. I wish they, uh, that game alone makes me wish for the remaster that everybody wanted. Uh, because there are still some really good elements to Mario 64. That camera just sucks really, really bad. It's, uh, don't, like, don't go into it thinking like, woo, they fixed the camera. Nope. Nope. They didn't. Well, they didn't. And they, like, it's very obvious early on. They didn't fix that camera. Yeah, going back to you know my what I was saying about Sunshine, I said uh, in a, when we first talked about this, when this was just rumor, like probably in April or May, I said that, you know if Sunshine got a remaster, I would give it a try and actually put try an effort. I feel <laughs> that because this isn't a poor, <laughs> this isn't a remaster and just the same no, game again, uh, I. And not obligated to put any effort into it as much more than I've already did. Jesse, have you ever tried what? Because uh, Nintendo Guru Bobby has problems with that too, but he bought those wrist straps that you put on, like for flight and stuff that you can put on your wrists to help with nauseousness. And no, a lot of people have said that. Yeah, you can get them at the drugstore. They're they're wristbands that have point a pressure sensitive spot right on your wrist in a certain spot, and it's supposed to help with. Uh, those type of things. Huh. Hmm. Look I'll, into it. I'll, I'll look. <laughs> I, I, prob- still, I probably still won't play this game again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It will not be uh, on my game uh, of the year list this year. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so, so you're saying the Mario 3D All-Stars will not be on your game of the year list. Correct. Okay. Even if I liked, even if I liked it, I probably wouldn't count it just because, I I don't like adding like remasters unless it's like a full ground up remake. I see that, like Final so, Fantasy VII remaster. Yes, like Final Fantasy VII would count on the on a PlayStation Four, but not count on the Switch because we didn't get the remake. We got the PS One version, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah, we got the blocky version. Uh, I've also been playing, uh, you can go check these out on our YouTube channel. We just put them up today. Two brand new games. Uh, Going Under, which is a, y'all, this game is, it's insane. It is, uh, you're an intern in like a mega corporation office. And when you arrive, they tell you that your job is to go to the basement and kill all the monsters that have been coming up and stealing office supplies. So it's basically like a, HR? 3D, <laughs> a 3D uh, enter the gungeon type roguelike. You, but all of the weapons that you can get are um, they're they're um, they're office supplies like giant pencils and keyboards and thumbtacks and staplers. That so shoot the, staples. these are the bosses that Paper Mario didn't use. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, I don't know. Nice. Like, no, no, like they're they're goblins, but they work for a corporation called Joblin. Uh, and they're of all they running do. around in like in like you know button down shirts and khakis and trying to attack you. And it's it's really super charming. The only problem with it is that the, the like the actual combat, um, it feels pretty stiff. Like it just doesn't flow well. Like the game moves at a weird pace, and I don't know. It's just something I've got to get used to. Um, I didn't like. Here's the thing: like first play, I didn't love it, but I feel like I could get used to it. Uh, you know what I mean? Did you ever, you okay. ever play a yeah. game like that? Yeah. Like yes. I feel like if I spend some more time with it. But I just um, I just did a first look of it, and so you can check that out over on our YouTube channel. I also did um, a, a first look of Kirby Fighters 2, which we talked about a little bit earlier in the show that Nintendo Shadow Drop. Uh, and it is like, if you remember the Kirby Fighters game that came out on the 3DS mm-hmm. uh, back in the day where uh, you play as different like copyability versions of Kirby, like you can't lose that copyability like your sword Kirby or your stick Kirby or yep. magician Kirby or bomb Kirby. Well, all of those, um, you know, that, that kind of thing, they, they just fight. So the cool part about this one is it's added in a single player mode, which is really, it's a, it's a very loose story to tie together a bunch of fights, but through that going through it. So how's that different um, from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Yeah, it's and and the and the thing is, is that it's DDD and Meta Knight have teamed up to fight Kirby, and they're at the top of a tower. Yeah, and you so have to say there's a the tower up. thing. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> so they're ripping off Mortal Kombat. Yes, <laughs> I I think this is actually a pretty cool family game because uh, it's a little slower and a little less nuanced than Smash. Is it like and a beginner actually, uh, fighting game for beginners? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, you know, very little buttons to remember and different things like that. And it's Kirby. And the thing is, is there's actually other characters. So you can play as Gooey and Waddle Dee from the beginning uh, or Bandana Waddle Dee. And then you can unlock, I'm sure, DDD and Meta Knight later on. Uh, but you can actually, in, in battles, you can either go at it, uh, you know, solo or you can be a team. And you can team up with another Kirby or another one of the supporting characters, you know. So that—that's what it is. <laughs> that's cool. what it is, and it's twenty bucks, and it's on the Nintendo eShop right now. It's—it's it's Kirby. It's fighting. It's—I mean, go watch good family-friendly fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it would be good for like party game, family night type thing. There you go. Speaking of party games. Uh, last Friday, WWE 2K Battlegrounds released, and uh, I've been spending some time with it. Um, it's okay. Uh, Justin asked me if I agreed with IGN's review of it, uh, and I do to some extent, but not to others. What was and the so review? I would say this game to a solid 6.5 to 7. So that's okay, uh, like not a, good? Yeah, it's like that- good, but not great. Like, I, thought, you know, I thought seven's good, but uh, not great. Well, that's why I said six point five two seven. You know, okay, well, it's one of those. I can't decide. Right. I, 
I haven't got to spend as much time with it because I've been playing Mario 3D All-Stars a lot. Um, but it's not, it, just, it doesn't set the world on fire. There's a ton of microtransactions. Of course. Uh, and the load times are atrocious. And, but other than that, it's, it's fun. I think it's what wrestling games should be. It doesn't take itself too, too seriously. It has magic powers and all kinds of other crazy <laughs> stuff. Uh, like you set your fists on fire and punch people. Uh, certain characters can pull out uh, motorcycles out of their back pocket and hit people with them. Uh, nice. The only thing I really don't like is the tutorial absolutely sucks. It's just written. Like, mm. and it doesn't give you any, cause when, once the game starts, boom, it's going, you know, and, and like it, it, it's just off to the races. And so you don't really get a lot of time, uh, to, to try to learn things. You just got to start mashing buttons. And I guess that's, that's what they wanted was they wanted you to just start mashing buttons and have, have a good time. But it is a game that everybody can pick up. Like you can hand a controller to your friend and say, this is punch. This is kick. This is grab. Here's how you pin somebody. Let's roll. Is that and, where you think it might shine? You know, is the multi local multiplayer? Yeah, I do. I do because like if if you try to get a friend to play 2K20, uh, it's like let me sit down and give you a uh, uh, an hour long discourse on everything that you can do with this game. <laughs> That's not good. That's not fun. It, no, it's not fun. And it's not good. Uh, and so the uh, the idea is just get in there, play. Um, what I don't like is that there, like, there's a roster of like 75 plus superstars, I think, or 70 plus superstars. Only like 20 are unlocked from the very beginning. You do unlock them as you go through the the single player campaign, which is it's kind of lame, but I mean, it's oh, that's what bummer. it is, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, other than that, it's a lot of fun. I think it's priced right at forty dollars. Uh, but I think if you wait until November, I think this was probably going to be, on, be sale, on sale. Like yeah. Walmart. <laughs> uh, and you can probably get it for 20, 25. So if you're, if you're on the fence, here's the thing. 2K20 was a dumpster fire rolling downhill. This is not as bad, but it's still got some issues. Probably we'll get a patch or something at some point. Hopefully it gets better, you know, as it grows. Yeah. If it doesn't, if it did yeah. well. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, Maybe it's designed for well, PS5. That's, that is, that's why the load times are, are bad. That's what it is. It's, that, that's what we've been playing. Let's turn on the community spotlight, okay? All right, guys. Uh, Tim, we've got a ton of community involvement uh, over on our uh, in our dock with some questions from patreon and twitter and email and everything why don't you take it away yes. read some of those questions and let's get I will to do it. that but i'll go ahead marty uh, i'll take it from here and actually before we get started uh jacob um why don't why don't you tell us where we can find you and then we'll get in jumping into the community stuff sure yeah i mean you can find me personally on twitter at uh, nos nos jacob 73 it's nos jacob 73 um, and you can find me in my own podcast. I run, a, I am one of the, of the, we have four of us now that we've added full time in there, uh, for hosting of Nintendo nostalgia. Um, we focus our show, uh, it's all about Nintendo's past, um, uh, for the most part. I mean, we talk about 
Um, we, we do a lot of fun things. Sometimes we'll do in-depth uh, go-throughs of video games that we loved. Like we did a whole series on Mario 64. Um, and just before all this uh, anniversary stuff, we did that like, just lot by level by level and and what we remember. And we replayed the game and, and really just talked in full detail. It was really fun. I enjoyed that. Um, but we'll, or we'll do like character spotlights of a certain character and their history. And um, we just cover a lot of games and our original memories with it and try to take people down their own memory lanes of when they got those games, when they played and what their experiences were. It's a good way to escape from like this crazy world that, you know, we live in now, like go reminisce on some of those good old days um, of when it was just you facing all the bad guys. So, um, so yeah, that's what we do. And um, we do try to cover some news too. And, and just, I mean, we don't do it all the time, but like this week's episode is going to be about just like recent topics in the gaming world. So, um, but yeah, you can follow, find us at, um, Nintendo underscore nostalgia on Twitter as well. And, um, come like our page on Facebook and join our community. And, um, uh, we'd love to have you. It's fun, a uh, group of people and just to reminisce on good times and, and, um, yeah, it's a good time. So come join us. Yes. And, uh, someone in the chat, uh, Roy Porter says radical rexing is ingrained in my mind because of Nintendo. Yeah. So, <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. I love that part of the show as well. And I always love listening to you guys' show whenever I can because of those memories, either because of my own memories or hearing your guys' memories because I didn't get to play that game. So it's always a blast to hear you guys, especially especially when you guys are into a game. You guys get in so so into it. So we try. Radical Rex is it's funny because that game in reality, I mean, it really is a bad game. I'm uh I don't, I don't know. It's not bad. I, there's just nothing. There's nothing spectacular it's your thing about now. it. You know? It's your yeah. thing now. <laughs> it's funny. I have it on my SNES Classic. My buddy put it on there, and I've been rewinding my way through the game with my friend, my best friend Traven from preschool that I played the game with. You know, so um, we're almost to the final boss. We are at the final boss. We couldn't beat him, so we like save stated it, and we'll come back later. So very cool. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. Just to share with everybody, too, I know in our community we have our own Retro Rewind area that we do monthly. But I know there's a lot of people in our community who are into the retro gaming scene or nostalgia for nostalgia purposes. So I, I would... I would say if you're anybody in our community who's into the retro games, go check you guys out at... Uh, uh, where you guys are at so they can listen to the, all those old things and maybe even get a part of the conversation. So Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Sure thing. And then as Marty said earlier too, uh, we did want to remind everybody we will be giving away a copy of Super Mario Brothers 3D All-Stars. So go on to uh, Twitter channel to learn how to do that. Justin, do you have anything you wanted to add to that? Or are we good there as far as the giveaway goes for that game i I honestly don't know anything about it other than we're doing one so (laughs) you can win it yeah so that's i think it's justin's driving that yes so i i'm just i'm just here (laughs) (laughs) we're giving it away but we can't promise that jesse will like giving it away right yes oh it's not my copy that's fine (laughs) yep it's a it's a copy we've got that we want to give away because you know we're, we're, that's what we do. So, 
But as Marty mentioned before, we do have some questions and comments from our community, starting with uh, questions that we get in Discord that we got from MechaDragon101. And that is, his comment was, I got a new topic for the podcast tonight, dads. Amazon just announced their streaming service, Luna. And yes, as you might have heard earlier, we talked a little bit about that. And we're like, okay, great. And we're still confused. Yeah. So, (laughs) next up. (laughs) Questions from Patreon. Jason, and this is from our poll that we usually do. And again, if you want to participate in the poll or add your own questions, you can join us on Patreon for a dollar. You know, that's what, like Marty said, he uh, he went to Starbucks, spent 10 bucks. That's, you know, 11 bucks. That's, you know, most of the year paid for if you're doing a dollar Patreon for us. <laughs> but with that, first one is from Jason. Justin, he's not here. So should I just skip that one? I'll well, just skip that one. Well, say we... Read it just so people know what it was asked, and then we'll okay. probably t- touch it again next week. All right, we'll do that. Justin. Would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on Mario Sunshine as you have never played it and oh. where you and where you think it may rank in your top Mario games if it makes the list. So well, definitely I think I've made that. it abundantly clear where it lands on mine. <laughs> <laughs> and we know where it lands for Marty's. It's and a good my, game. For my list, it's it's higher of the three because I played that one and I didn't play the other one. So I'm looking. That's why I'm looking forward to playing all three of those games, just to be able to replay Sunshine. I'm excited for, and to be able to play those other two games for the first time. I'm excited for. So hopefully, I'll be able to find the time for that. All right. Next question. Uh, Sorry, Jacob. Did you? Anything? Oh, I was just gonna say, like you know, Sunshine. I'm excited. That's probably gonna be the one I first dive into, just because. Well, I'm playing 64 already on a 64 right now. And um, I haven't, other than I played it since the GameCube. And yeah, um, I think, I think it really progresses well because Mario 64, uh, based on pure nostalgia, is my all time favorite Mario 60 Mario game ever. Um, but I think Sunshine um, really did a great evolution of like what 64 did. You, I mean, it's literally the same game. You just have, you added that cool flood mechanic. Um, I, it does. My only thing is like, I think it, there's something really special about exploring like Peach's castle and going through it all and all the nooks and crannies and the paintings. Um, I enjoyed that environment more than going to a, like a tropical paradise. Um, um, that's just me personally. I'm not really a big beach person anyways, but, um, outside of that, you know, like I think sunshine's great and I prefer, I prefer it. Oh, this might be blast. This will be blasphemy. I prefer it over Galaxy. To I mean, I think Galaxy's fun. It looks beautiful, but um, to me, it's not the same. It's not the same sandbox feel that you know, that Odyssey sixty four and Sunshine have. And I prefer that sandbox feel as opposed to being on a linear path through a three D environment like Galaxy did. So that's just one. That was my thoughts there. Excellent. So, Great. so when I so I'll, when I prep next week's show notes, I'll keep this question here so we can hit it next week and ask him. Excellent. Because I am curious on how, what what his react thoughts are. Yeah, same here. Same here. All right, Jesse, this one's for you. I've heard rumors of a Dragon Quest anthology coming to Switch. Do you think it, it'll be a continuation from three or maybe a collection of more recent ones? Are there any that wouldn't port well to the Switch? I don't think there are any that wouldn't port well, you know, because, you know, most of them, you know, 
the like the three DS had uh, had seven and eight. DS had four, five, six, and nine. So you know if if they can make it work there, they can make it work on the Switch. Just change up how the UI works because most of the time the actions on one screen and the stats are on the other. But with the Switch, you have more real estate to do anything you want. And of course, eleven was is like a masterpiece on the Switch. Um, I, I probably will be four, five, and six, which is kind of unfortunate since I played all three of them on the DS earlier this year. I will still probably buy them just so I have them and will play them at some point next time there's a game drought. Uh, but, uh, I, I think nine probably deserves the remake more than any of the others. You know, or, or not even just remake, just a re-release because it had network functionality that is no longer easily achievable, at least officially achievable. There are unofficial servers out there that you can still access that information. So if they can uh-huh. get new official servers to allow for that network that network connectivity, that would be that would be great. Nine is on my backlog that I want to play at some point, and I haven't yet. So if if that happens on the Switch, I'll play it there instead. Nice. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. And hopefully that answers Jason's question. Uh, next question is Shiv UK from Shiv UK. With the dual, dual screen line of handhelds officially ended, are there any games or franchises you think we will never see again? I'm a bit sad that we'll probably never get another Elite Beat Agents or Odin game. And yeah, I'm, a, I'm sad with Elite Beat Agents too. That was one of my favorite DS games. I had a lot of fun with that. What do you guys think? Um, oh, it's the mapping game with the dungeon that Persona Q is based off of. Edrian Odyssey is probably a game that isn't going to be able to come back well because yes. that's designed for two screens. I would say even the, uh, the Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks games, you know, those Legends of the games. Yeah, those, yeah. those will never go anywhere else but, but DS. Right. There's future emulation or or whatever. I mean, or a Switch we DS. Them again. I mean, they would have to yeah. remake them. <laughs> yeah, they may have to remake them. You're right. I would be yeah. okay with that. I would be. I would totally be. <laughs> with a with a uh, new gimmicks, right? Yeah. Yeah. If because you know those are based on touchscreen controls, so even if right. it was you pl- if you play if they did it on the Switch and it was handheld only, a lot of people would be upset. But if it's yeah. if you allow con- standard controls, you've completely changed the game. So uh-huh. right, that yeah, those are games that'll probably get lost to the ether. Right. Wow. Which is why we all wanted to make sure we picked up that 3DS before they were gone, right? So we could mm-hmm. try to play those games. Yeah. Hold on to your 3DSs, people, because you can play the whole, not just 3DS library, but the DS library as well. So uh, the whole shebang. All right. Christopher Logel asked or commented saying, I need to ask Tim about NHL 94 Rewind just because. And I know Marty wants to talk about it as well. <laughs> No comments. So, <laughs> and just for Jacob's sake, just so you know, we, we have a huge fan of the NHL 94 series in our uh, community. And I'm, I'm a, I would say compared to him, I'm a casual fan. So, uh, 
uh, I had a lot of fun with that game and some of the Madden games around that same time. And we always, when we found out there was a rumor of an NHL 94 rewind that EA was working on, Mm-hmm. Uh, for whether it was a you know pack in with an with a current game or what however they were going to do it, it was something we thought would be cool on the Switch and another way that EA could put those sports games on the Switch and make it more of a rewind game on on the older series. So, and it, we always joked with Marty because Marty's like, I don't care about sports ball stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sports ball. So. Yeah, it's uh, hit the thing with the stick. On the yeah. ice. <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> Touchdown. Hockey. Next yeah. inning. <laughs> yes. All right. The next one up is Michael Mincher. He has, has discussed Dan leaving Dad Crossing. Marty? Yeah. So uh, for fans who've listened to Dad Crossing for a while, uh, Dan Keparo is stepping away from the show as an official host. He will be coming back uh, as a guest from time to time. But if you want more details from that, um, I I really feel strongly, I think we all do, that that's really Dan's story to tell. Uh, And it's not, I I, I can tell you, first and foremost, it's not a a, somebody's mad or or whatever. It's none of that. But uh, you can head over to uh, our podcast feed and check out Dad Crossing episode 16. And you'll be able to hear Dan talk about that in his own words. We just want him to be able to tell uh, his own story with that. So uh, we'll respect yeah. that and just go check out Dad Crossing. Yeah. Well, I haven't listened to it, so I don't know what his story is. So I have no comment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick and Sean are going to be continuing as far as we know. As far as we know, the show is going to continue. Uh, Dan just will not be a regular part of it. Thanks, Marty. And we'll move on to the Eston Huff question. Um or comments, or both, discuss, taken as a whole, with all the rumors of a new Switch model and the latest being stapled to bundle with the new Monster Hunter game when Nintendo may be forced by the industry to comment. Now we see Amazon getting into gaming streaming with a uh, rip of the Pro Controller and more portable venue compiled with Xbox taking shots across the bow of Nintendo with a price of $299.99. Basically, he wants us to discuss that. And I think we did kind of for the most part on a lot of this stuff. Well, I don't. The, the, the first part of this question. But the first part, no. Yeah. Me yes. Is that is there a rumor being that the new Monster Hunter game is going to be paired with a new Switch? This is the first I've actually heard of that. Uh, yeah, uh, it is. yeah me here. too. So we'll have to dig into that a little bit so, further. Uh, obviously, there's always going to be rumors, crazy rumors. In fact, Justin even did a video on the latest rumor of of a potential Nintendo Direct on October 8th. So, and he breaks huff. that down. So, so uh, I would say go watch that YouTube video of that. But gotta, we got to be careful of the rumors. As a Hafsan must be listening to different rumors than we're listening to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, there's always lots of rumors. And we got to be careful, too, on Twitter. If you're following a lot of stuff on Twitter, a lot of people get caught up with Oh, Nintendo just announced something, and then if they take a closer look, they'll find out that, oh, it's a fake Nintendo account. Yeah. Nintendo for America. Yeah. <laughs> right. So just be careful with those, and if we don't see it kind of come out on some of the more major or uh, news lines or more trusted news lines, uh, then we don't really talk about it. So and that's probably why we didn't miss it, unless this is just fairly new as of today. So... Um, and we just missed it as well. 
Uh, but we'll definitely keep an eye on that one. If if anything's along, you know me, I was just talking about how excited I am about Monster Hunter. If there is a new Switch model coming out that's got a Monster Hunter uh, theme to it, I'll probably be trying to get that day one. <laughs> so, so, Did we want to talk much about the Xbox Series S's price now being the same as the Switch? I don't think we've talked about that yet today. Yeah, so the, the Series S being uh, two ninety nine is interesting um, because it is going to be in direct competition with the Switch this this holiday season. Uh, where I think the rub is going to be is that it's completely digital, right? And I don't know that uh, lots of people are ready to commit to an all digital. I know there's some people who have already done that with Switch. Like, I'm going in, I'm all digital uh, but but at least with the Switch, we still have the choice. Yeah, you have the choice. With the, with the Series S, you have no choice. Uh, personally, right now, if you're buying, if you're upgrading and, and you're going to the Series X or Series S, I honestly don't know why you would buy a Series X uh, because the, the, the speed and, and, and specs are not that far off from each other. The storage is a, is a bigger issue. Uh, especially with some of these games taking over 100 gigabytes, uh, they theorize or have talked about to, to download. I think Miles Morales for play, PS5 is like over 110 gigabytes <laughs> to install, uh, which will eat up a hard drive quick. Uh, but I, I do think that Nintendo is going to have to position themselves. I, I agree with Tim. Nintendo is going to sell more than anybody else this holiday season. But they're going to have to do something to position themselves uh, themselves in a way that is appealing when mom and dad are looking at brand new Xbox for three hundred or three year old Nintendo console for three hundred. Yeah, well, there's going to be a lot of factors with all of that too. Yeah, again, choices. yeah. This this holiday season, I think it'll just be a matter of whoever has the most stock gets the most sales. Everything will sell, no matter where you what you are. You know, then for next year. That's, you know, the rumored Switch Pro will kind of, we'll see, see where things go from there. If that gets a price bump, if it, if it keeps the 300 and the original gets a discount until it's off shelves, if it even stays, you know, it, if it goes off shelves, will it go away forever and we only have the one SKU or will we now have two SKUs? Those are the questions that we don't know the yeah. answers to yet because this is all still rumor. Yep. Jacob, do you have any thoughts on the pricing and the competition with Nintendo pricing-wise? Um, I don't think it's going to hurt it. I mean, I feel like the Switch is different enough. You can take it on the go, still play it at home. I mean, the Switch at this point is just so strong. I don't really feel like this little Xbox, I mean, it is really little, isn't it? It's like actually physically small. Um, I don't really feel like it's... Um, I think it's like the size of two or three Switches stacked on each other. Wow, yeah. It's not really, you know, I'm not concerned. I think the Switch has got, it's just on this big hype train still. I mean, Breath of the Wild 2 is in the future, and um, we we know there's games coming on the horizon, and we need to know more details, but I don't see it really at all. I mean, for how many games are out there and systems that are already out there, I don't think it's going to struggle. Yeah, and what you said about Nintendo system being, it's got a kind of a different target audience than the others, so you don't think it'll matter. Yeah. Kind of the, right. I'm, I'm thinking, I don't think I've heard a single person said, 
I'm going to cancel my Amico pre-order to get an Xbox. Again, two right. different groups right. of people here. And even yeah. though they're within $50 of each other or more or or the same price, like I bought the $300 model because it was the early adopter. Uh, I mean, what? maybe this is just me talking out of my own brain here, but what, when parents go out shopping for their kids – what the kids are probably going to want Mario and and Mario Kart more than Xbox and their Game Pass. I mean, right. I, that's just the way I see it. I, I just feel like the advertisement for Nintendo is better. It's stronger right now. It's it's just on the hype train. Whereas, oh, here's this digital box where the kids there's no Mario on that. What's the selling point for a child to put that on their Christmas list? You know, and, and that's it too. Is the age of the kid, right? Too. That's absolutely into it, and what the family totally. does together. Like my yep. my daughter, she's 15. She's now she was all about Nintendo, and then kind of gr- is growing into the PlayStation, you know, mm-hmm. era. And then uh, Sammy, who's 12, he's got his eyeballs on Xbox, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like. Uh, it's very kid. interesting. <laughs> I mean, they still will have their Nintendos. They're, That's good. They're kind of like what I do with the second system. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like okay, well, save your money and and do that if you want. But um, there's they're still locked down to a certain extent. So, but <laughs> sure. But yeah, it's it's if if you can do that. But I can also understand that you got families who the kid. You know, like when I was growing up, I could only get one system. I couldn't get a yep. Super Nintendo and Same. a Genesis, right? You know, so it was yep. like, what system do you want? I want this one. So it's probably going to also depend on: Are you a single? Uh, are you a, a single child, or are you, uh, you know, brothers, sisters? Are and how old are they? Mm-hmm. Is the older brother, if if you can afford multiple systems, is the older what's the older brother want, and then the little brother's going to want it, or the little sister's going to want it, or vice versa, whatever, you know, so all those things come into play and that's what comes into the decision of all that too. And now, cause parents obviously have grown up in the video gaming world. It's like, what is mom and dad playing on, you know, and what are they going to do? So it's like, okay, my kids are going to play Nintendo and I'm going to play PlayStation for some parents are like that, you know? So, yeah. Uh, so there's all these factors that play in, into it. So, and, and I think somebody pointed it out on our discord channel was that, it seems like, yeah, there's these pricing wars, but it also seems like they still have their own areas that they fight for that hasn't crossed over yet. So, like, yeah, Sony concentrates on the narrative type stories, right? Uh, gaming, single player games mostly. And then Xbox is a lot of the multiplayer type games, but not so much in the narrative, but it looks like they're trying to change that. Uh, and then Nintendo is obviously more family oriented. So there's always right. those different things that come into play. Sure. So we got, we got one more. Let's get it out. Cause I know we've probably been here longer than we all expected, especially for starting <laughs> early. But the last one is from <laughs> Jesus Amada. I want to piggyback off of this. We need to discuss the other consoles coming out as a competitive price compared to Nintendo Switch. I'm interested in whether you guys are going to jump into the new systems or wait a while. As for myself, I'll be waiting. I just bought a PS4, and as discussed before, I have too large a backlog to get through. And I think we touched on most of this here, but anybody want to, to say anything more in far, as far as backlogs, waiting to buy the new generation, 
anything else in that regard. Yeah, I can understand someone who just bought a PS4 to not really be ready for a PS5. That's mm-hmm. understandable. If you are a traditional end-of-life cycle purchaser and you want to continue to be so, that makes sense. It doesn't make sense for you to upgrade within two years, I don't think. But, you know, right. I am a traditional early adopter. I had the PS3 before it was out for a year. I had a PS4 before it was out for three months. And I've, I've had, you know, the Wii was, I think, within four months. Wii was launched week. Switch was launched day. So that's kind of how I roll. <laughs> yeah. Yep. As I mentioned yeah, it before, this is basically just I'm waiting. I'm waiting for one. I'm not going to try to clamor for one. Again, unless it's a Nintendo Switch Pro, then I'll probably be clamoring mm-hmm. for that. But yeah, I yeah. think I'm going to save my clamoring for the, whatever Nintendo has up their sleeve next. I, I mm-hmm. need to, like I said earlier, I need to see more from PS5 and, and Series X to, to really know what's next, really know what's going on. You know, you got to, like for me, I was thinking about this. You kind of got a feel for people who bought um, the Xbox One X. What was it, like a year or a year and a half ago Yeah, when that launched? And they just dropped money on the most powerful console ever created, and now Series X is here. Well, that's been like three years now, hasn't it? Scorpio's not been three years. No, no. That's come out since the Switch. Wow. Yeah, um, unless Xbox gets smart and actually starts making Banjo-Kazooie games, I've never want to get an Xbox, and I don't play PlayStation. So I'll save my money for oh. the Switch Pro and get it day one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> when did it come out? November 2017. So it's, it's been three, almost We're three getting years. there. Okay. Yeah, so we are getting there. You, you were right. Uh, but... Again, still, you would think that may have lasted a little bit longer. Like there may have been some One X exclusives or whatever. Yeah, feels like it I, just came out. You're right. You guys, like we we start talking about ray tracing and teraflops and all kinds of stuff, and I'm just like, does it play Mario? Okay, great. Uh, yes. Yeah. Or does it play, it play Spider Man? Well, I, I did <laughs> see Spider Man. I, I did see a, a conversation in the. The Nintendo Voice Chat forums in on Facebook. Someone is asking, you know, what the heck is a mega flop? Because it was it was a chart of all the systems, even going down to the N sixty four, and what their capabilities were. And a lot of people, surprisingly, didn't know. I don't know if you all know, but I basically described it as a flop is a measurement of number of floating point operations per second. And I said, the more math you can do in a frame is means the more polygons you can draw in that frame. And then, oh, okay. then you know, a, th- a thousand flops is a mega flop. A thousand mega flops is a gigaflop. A thousand gigaflops is a teraflop. Thus, are ten teraflops and twelve teraflops in the new generation. So that means how many polygons? Is a teraflop? It's we, not necessarily a measurement of polygons. It's a measurement of it's a floating point calculation. A floating point number in a computer is like a decimal, you know, 2.5. So it needs to do vector calculus to, to say, if I want to draw a line from here to here, what pixel measurements do I need to place it in? And then gotcha. what does each so, pixel along the line looks like? So that's, that's all math. 
So the Xbox One uh, or the Xbox Series X does math real good. Well, at least at least more math per second than any other system. It does lots of math. It does yes. lots of math. There you go. Well, guys, that has been episode 298 of Nintendo Dads. Uh, we want to thank Jacob Rush for coming out and hanging in with us tonight. You need to go check out, listeners, you need to go check out Nintendo Nostalgia. It is a love letter to everything that we love about Nintendo uh, mm-hmm. from way back. I love their deep dives on different games uh, and the fun that they have over there. And so go check them out uh, and uh, shoot Jacob a line as well. Uh, again, yeah, where thank can you. we find you? Yeah, you can find me on uh, – I'm mainly on Twitter uh, with uh, NOSJacob73. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. And you can find Nintendo Nostalgia at Nintendo underscore Nostalgia. And uh, come like our Facebook page and join our uh, community uh, page as well, yeah. too. So, Yeah. Uh, sounds like a great place to talk about NHL 94. Yeah. <laughs> saying. It probably Nostalgia. would be. Yeah, it's, it's not 1994. It was a great year. I was 14 years old. One of the best years ever. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> uh, but no, like, yo, go check out Jacob and ever and the crew over at Nintendo Nostalgia. And thanks Thank for you. hanging out with us again. Uh, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, and Antonio Contronio. Thank you guys for jumping in at the producer level and everybody that's over at Patreon, whether you're a dollar a month subscriber or all the way up. Thanks so much for making this community what it is. We also want to remind you that we have a website, NintendoDads.org. You can head over there for videos, tweets, podcast episodes, social media, and merch. And Tim, a little tip of the hat here. Merch is kind of getting an upgrade here soon, right? What are you talking about? What you, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, not. You should just watch watch the merch page. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be the yeah, best maybe we'll ever. maybe we'll hear something more about it in our 300th episode. Yeah, maybe. yeah, that sounds like a great place to, to, to talk about it. <laughs> you can also find us in most places: Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, or YouTube. Just type in Nintendo Dads. Boom, we're there. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. We want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And remind you, head over to wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star review and some words. You can even just say some words. <laughs> it helps people find us. Really, just it. say... Yeah, I mean, people have done it. It's fantastic. I love it. Head on over. Give us a review. It helps spread the good news about everything going on over here at Nintendo Dads. For me, for Jacob, for Tim, and Jesse, this has been episode 298. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Take you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. We sound like the goddamn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden.